All right, guys, what is up? This is going to be the new show, the only show now, the Cloud9 Podcast, Season 1, Episode 1. So I should probably explain what's going on. So what ended up happening was I realized I was doing a lot of work between my first YouTube channel and this one. And then I realized something. Why not just have one show where we cover the post games and then also do our predictions for the show for people that also can't be on the solo prediction videos because i know uh for like certain people they only want certain videos from the channel which is fine that's perfectly fine I, i'm glad you guys want certain videos from us that, that means that that means a lot so i had to pretty much go and think to myself you guys want certain videos that get the views and likes because i can't just do videos that get like no likes and no views that, that's a waste of my time right so i had to think to myself what are things people like from the channel they like the podcast they like the mass prediction videos and they also like the um recap breakdowns that we do from like lcs and lec for lec i normally have t root on those and for lcs i i could do those by myself i don't really need anybody else with me for that you know so i that's just pretty much it there's nothing really bad per se i just have to do videos that get the views and likes and that makes the channel grow you know i can't have segments where they get like 13 views and no likes that's just that's a waste of my time you know it's crazy because People watch the video. People like watch a good amount of the video. So I know I, I know what I'm talking about. People like are listening to what I'm saying. I'm just not getting the results from it. And that's just more of a viewer thing, you know? And criticism is always fine. If there's anything we could ever improve here, sure. Please tell me. I'm more than welcome, welcome to hearing it, you know? As long as it's not like some, oh, I don't like this guy's voice. Uh, Okay, well, I'm not – okay, that's like retarded. <laughs> I'm definitely not doing that. But, you know, um, that's pretty much it. So – so this is just the general consensus of what's going to happen on the channel I'll, as I'll just run it down because I had a you know a channel update video explaining every single thing. So we're going to have discussion videos, news videos, mass predictions. You guys love the mass predictions, seeing who gets to be wrong and who gets to eat up their words. I love doing them too. I love when people get to eat their words. I wish I got to do that for Shalka, dude. Remember? I was so <laughs> on him for so long. <laughs> and we have the LCS and LEC recaps as per usual. So with the LCS recaps depends on which week, and then now you have the midseason showdown. Same with the LEC. So that's pretty much it. And you're just kind of condensing down what we're doing and doing what you guys watch and like. That's it. Just giving you guys what what, what you like. I'm not gonna try and steer too way. Steer. Too, what's that word? Steer away. away. Thank you. Oh my god. Where? Thank you so much. I'm not trying to steer too far away from other things right now. When the channel grows more and there's a bigger audience here, yeah, we can try new things out. But for right now, I'm only just gonna focus on what you guys view, and what you guys like. That's it. And if you yeah. guys do watch these uh, podcasts on like Reddit or Facebook or Twitter where I post them, please like the stream. The reason why I ask so much is to like the stream is because if you like something in YouTube, it gets promoted more in the algorithm. That tells YouTube, okay, people want to see this more. It all depends on you commenting and liking, which is engagement. I, I just need engagement, and that is it. But that's pretty much the general consensus. No one made me mad. People were like, are you mad? No, no one made me mad. If I have to change up some stuff to make the channel better, that's what I got to do. That's it. That's fine. You know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with changing some stuff up, changing style up. There's seven people watching now. That's great. Can we have like seven likes? That'd be perfectly okay for that. Seven likes on the show is perfectly fine. You know, and I'm glad you guys like the people I bring on because dude, the average view duration for videos are like insane. They actually like what we're talking about. So it's not that we that we can't keep your interest. It's that I have to get to your interest first. That's the that's the tough part. <laughs> I have to get you interested. But you guys like the people I, I, I bring on so far. So 
That's great. Uh, Kofta hasn't been on for a while. He has a wife. No, dude, wait. I got a life update. I'm moving to Chicago. And, um, oh, you're around some of my friends, actually. I have a few friends who live in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, we we visited um, a week ago, signed a high rise apartment. Uh, it's got a dope ass view. I'm so excited, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna have eight ping. Now you won't have fucking McDonald's Wi Fi when doing these shows, dude. I actually will have eight ping playing <laughs> League of Legends in NA because the server's in Chicago, right? Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Oh my god, I have to play on literally forty to sixty. It's not as bad as everyone mm-hmm. makes it out to be. Like, let's be honest here, dude. People have really pushed that narrative far. If you are not gonna be a pro and you are some pleb casual like us, it doesn't matter. It literally uh, there, doesn't there matter. There is, I will say, there's a difference between eight and sixty. That's a sure. very considerable difference. I remember but the difference between eight. eight and thirty is not. I remember when it was eight for us back in California when the fucking server was here, actually. Yeah. Man, dude, that shit was amazing. Bro, I was literally going lightning fast speed on Lucian back in season four. Remember season four when his Q was on a two-second cooldown? Yeah, there's a lot it. of broken champions back in season two. <laughs> season four, dude, I mean. Lucian could spam his Q in like literally less than five seconds. You were, you were literally, if you lost lane as Lucian back in season four, you were trash. Don't even talk to me. You're garbage. And his but W would actually wait. deal damage. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Kofta wanted to talk about all these other teams uh, that, that actually got a chance to play with the playoffs between the LCS and the LEC. Also, I want to make sure I make another update. We will focus on LCS and LEC, mostly for content, right? If you guys do get an LCK video or an, L- or an LPL video from time to time, it's not the main focus, but it could happen. I'm just, I'm just no promises, obviously. But if, you, if I feature anybody on the shows that do watch LPL and LCK, that's good because, you know, there's going to be parts of years where there's going to be worlds where we're going to have to make analysis on the best players going to the event. So I would like if you guys watch LP on LCK, it's just not a requirement. You know what I mean? It's just not a requirement. But for Worlds, it's better if you did watch because imagine saying like, Xiaohu is the best mid laner in the world <laughs> this year coming up. <laughs> Talking about Worlds when he's a top laner now. <laughs> yeah. The, honestly, I can't actually consume it, but in playoffs, it's actually super fun to watch a lot of the, the VODs for LPL especially. Yeah, if we're the like VOD review, if we're like VOD reviewing for you know talking about our top twenty players for worlds, top ten teams, that's fine. You don't. It's just not a requirement for you to watch the LPL and LCK. I watch yeah. them because I have no fucking life, you know. So I I just watch League of Legends all the time, generally, and other things too. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Just wanted to make sure I you know tell you guys what's going on here because I know people were asking me privately on Discord like, "Damn, hey man, you okay? You good?" I'm perfectly fine. I just wanted to kind of rebrand, do a little soft little reboot, trying to condense content and make sure I'm just giving you guys what you like. I should only be giving you guys what you like of you anyway. That's kind of the point of why I'm here. And I love talking about this shit anyway. So, yeah. And people hated your opinion. I remember on the, people hated your opinion. They're like, why is this guy such a G2 cocksucker? I was like, God damn. That, uh, to be fair, <laughs> Mad Lions came out of nowhere, dude. <laughs> that, that was surprising. But you know what else they hated? They hated my take on, on G2, Whoa. and Whoa. they hated my uh, take that Fnatic is ass. <laughs> okay, you were right about well, that one. You yeah. You were right about that one. That one you were completely, completely right And about. I also said Schalke was the only team that I could see in the LEC besides G2 that had like a definitive style that they played towards, like playing to top, playing to counterpicks and all that. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, they didn't beat G2 or uh, Rogue, but like they got way further than a lot of people expected. We got later on, we'll talk about Fnatic. Oh, it's such a disappointment because I had them at second going into this because I genuinely, I still genuinely think they have pretty good players, though. I genuinely think it can come together. No, yeah, I think that they're going to be fine summer split. I don't actually think that there's a major issue besides 
their top laner. But dude, like, people even think... they, were, they were like, "Why did you have Hillisang and Bwipple in your all pro teams for the LEC regular season?" No, I was not because they were playing like dog shit. The only good player in Fnatic, good players were like self made and upset. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think self made gels at all with Bwipple. That's the issue. I, I don't like... think gels with all the team at all. I don't. I, I think he is such an yeah. X factor from them. What they want to do is so different from what he wants to do. You, you can literally see it in the gameplay. Why is that when self made is trying to go for a gank, Bwipple is like pulling away from all of it, or he's not setting a gank up properly? Yeah, it's and they don't the really do anything to enable him right now. And I thought the Niski would kind of like save the day for that team, but it, it is. It is not working out. And I would say that the biggest issue is Bipple right now. They like live and die by how well he plays. And if he had a, a bad series, it just do too. Like, yeah. it's so hard talking to certain Fnatic fans. It's like, okay, so biggest, so I'm part of this Fnatic Facebook group on, on Facebook because it, I, I, I could just promote the LLEC it, content fin- there. Fnatic, Fnatic and TSM, I'm just done with. I, like, I will have my takes, but like, the they are they're always gonna call me, uh, right. you know, biased one or one I, way or the I other. I see your uh, your heading towards that uh, inside on esports Discord spirit. <laughs> what do you mean? He's gonna, oh. he's gonna be, our, he's gonna be our Monte Cristo, uh, no, <laughs> dude. It's so cringe every single time. It's like you can't have a discussion on any type of actual analysis without. First, prefacing by saying, "No, this is not fanatic hate. I'm just trying to explain to you that this center, this style, just doesn't work at all. Just like TSM. Hey, I don't have to suck Huni's dick to explain to you that he he did get better over time, but he's not there yet. He's still not synergizing with the rest of his team. And the the entire relying on Spica to outsmite everyone to barely get through games and losing the yeah. first twenty minutes of every single game you play." That's not a style that translates. <laughs> no, okay, no, that's not a I, style. That's called losing. So for, this, <laughs> for the sake of, because I actually, because this is where I'm at in my relationship to my own home country, I very much watch like all, like probably three, but almost all of four, all the four games of Mad Lions G two, uh, yeah, Mad Lions G two, um, and got to really enjoy like the Seraphine comp there at the end, um, and then when NA was on, I was like, I'll just. I'll just listen in while I like do Valorant Deathmatch or something. Did you but see I, what happened in that Hundred Thieves TSM game? Oh Can no! I just I read, start with that. And here's what I did because because um because a Nightwing hit me up for uh, for the show and I was like, okay, I got to crash through this. Like I did, so I watched all four of those matches like this morning at two x speed. How fucking tilting were those dude, first two games, dude? I'm sorry. Watch. I watched I watched several times where Ryoma just like wa- it was it was one, first two games he was on Lucian. And yeah. he literally is walking into river and just like forgets the the Oriana balls there gets shot. There's so much. And, I don't even. Just, I don't even want to. There's I'm, so many things that they did wrong, and yeah. I don't understand what happened. Like my biggest two takeaways. Like I'm not even gonna focus on Ryoma. That's like a beating a dead horse at this point. What happened to someday? And what the fuck is up with closer synergy with his top side of the map? Like. Yeah, like like they, this team is so far gone from the Golden Guardians that we saw last year, and even like at this point, even if you replace Damante, dude, you don't save this team. Like the, this team is just no. gone. Someday is not an upgrade over Hanser anymore, and the way that he plays Jace in these team fights, like it's so just it it just wrong. And I can plug in a bunch of you know YouTube links to prove why X and uh, X's and O's or whatever, but. You don't have a Jace to not poke. That is never a thing. And you don't you don't go Jace and don't build tier early. 
Like those well, are especially with how things. affordable it is now and how busted the uh the, the Mono, is. right? Like you yeah, yeah. upgrade it. Like yeah. how are you not building tier until that late into the game? Number one. And number two is if if you're playing Jace to split push and not group up and poke, uh, what's the point of Jace and Dinar? Because you're not winning lane with it. Well, that's the, that's where that's where Jace has two modes of play here. Is Jace is either is 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 likely push out for the split push to get the uh, to get the turrets and win in the split push element, and then if he groups or because he he can clear the wave, run away if they're like matching him and he's having to worry about getting collapsed on. But then it's a come mid poke, and 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 that's your it. So he has well, two. Well, you modes you group for objectives though, right? Yeah, you group and for objectives, and you should be poking them out when you're talking. Yeah, if you're talking especially when you're player, especially when you're on elder, like if yeah. elder is spawning, yeah. there's yeah. no reason why he should be going top, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not. It just there's so many moments in that series where I was just like, does they don't have a shot caller on this team? They just well, don't have yeah. anyone that's saying what what is happening here is completely egregious, completely illegal. Like this can't go down like this. And uh, I just don't understand what happened with this team and what happens in scrims that gets to this point where they decide that our best way of winning this game. <laughs> Is to put Ryoma on ADCs, and uh, you know what's our- kind of funny about that game? People don't bring up is that he was actually playing decently well, and he just threw it all away just by walking up. Oh, he- was- I don't think he was playing particularly well, but I, I think that he was playing um, as well as he needed to play for them to win that game, mm-hmm. and they collectively threw it as a team at Dragon five times in a row in a four-game series. That <laughs> like they just dude, it was a constant like they steal a dragon, TSM win the fight, then they go to Baron, TSM win the dragon, Colter steals a dragon, they win the fight. Oh, it's like okay, that, that like, series should have been a 3 0, by the way. Like, like with how I, poorly I, TSM drafted, that series should have been a 3 0. It's not now, even obviously well, well, maybe TSM that, adapts a draft. Well, 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 it's that, and you also gotta factor in like how many times can you make that mistake in a best of five? How many times so can your jungler three. steal a dragon? You you can make it three times. You can make it th- true. That's true. <laughs> the one game they won for 100 Thieves, the one game they won was like, even TSM could have won that game too. They just played like crap. <laughs> oh, I don't understand. I and, and then, and then here, one. we're supposed to sit here and then like compliment TSM's improvement and how far they got. It's like, yeah, uh, you know what? You get, where, you're gonna like, get your they, kudos they for improving. A, you're gonna get your kudos for improving, but no one dude, wants to get MSI. Dude, like I can't I cannot look at anyone on that team besides Spica and be like this player improved over the entire split. Like if it wasn't for Spica's clutch ass smite steals, this team would have lost a hundred thieves. And Honestly, there were games against even EG that they struggled against, okay? Like, this was literally Spica just coming up clutch and barely inching TSM through. And you can call it that this is their comfort zone. And you know what? Maybe they'll shock me and play a much better series against TL. Dude, I don't I don't understand <laughs> why you can't why we can't just like look at this team objectively just like any other team in the league and say there are such massive gaping holes that we uh, th- this team is a, clearly a tier below c9 <laughs> and another tier uh uh behind sorry, TL. So, yeah a, a tier below tl and two tiers below c9 like there's a clear hierarchy in the league and it's not like a you just have to objectively look at the games and you can tell that that hierarchy exists i don't know 
I, I think you kind of end up narrowing down hard on like, cause there are several highlights in regards where who he is like sending away an obvious kill. And it was, you know, uh, someone is able to get away. You have the most ridiculous disenergy and the fact that the top lane and the jungle just can't get it together. And that's, that's the biggest crime is yeah. that like someday was like the shining light of hundred thieves for the past, like two years while he's dealing with like trash uh, teammates. Um, but and now he has the guard- team. Well, now he has the team, but it's not clear to me that this team has any cohesive elements that actually allowed him to shine as well as he did. Because I'm, I'm recalling when he was like on top lane Lucian and just trying to drag bodies across back in playoffs or something like that. And just... Dude, exactly. And when I look at junglers that used to be amazing and then fall off this hard, I always look at the coaching staff. And particularly, I look at what positional coaches that they have. Because I don't know if you remember this, but uh, C9 is like notorious for having, um, you know, rain over as the original, pos- uh, positional coach, um, mm-hmm. that worked with blabber and Svenskeren when they were on the team. And then he got promoted and then, uh, Vegar V2 came into the, like all these notoriously really good positional coaches. Right. And what, like what is happening in the hundred thieves infrastructure where you have the guy who was considered the best, if not the second best jungler, last season over two seasons sorry and all of a sudden he can't play the style that best suits him like this is the style can, that he played you, last season you Power convince form. him you convince him of a plan <laughs> and it neuters him it neuters the whole gameplay you play dr mundo you, like, you convince oh you convince him you convince <laughs> him to back up the oceanic import and it makes it makes no sense. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. I would almost see what I would almost con- I would I would actually consider is that there is a there is a distinct difference in how closer and how someday want to play the game, and it's where they they're they're just on two different sides. They're in two different games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because FBI and Huey bot side was a pretty was a quite a solid situation, and mid lane is its own drama fest mm-hmm. by this time at the end of the year. I think everyone except for the team the team itself. Um, I didn't even grasp this till uh, I was listening to some shows today, but it was actually the team that wanted uh, Ryoma instead of Demonte, which is and, just as like, it, it doesn't oh, it matter. Lets, it lets it, us all know that either there's something that we don't know or, or the whole team's brain dead. It's, it's one of those two ridiculous. I, it's a ridiculous take, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's like, it's like double of saying that spring split doesn't matter. At that point, you don't fucking listen to your player. You do what's best for the team. No, right? you bring like in you, tactical and like run the you know, gauntlet. You know like, what's funny? You know what's, you can't you replace know the whole you know team. Uh, you know what's right? funny? Like, when he said spring split doesn't matter, then bitches say he didn't win spring. Crazy irony right there. It's crazy how some of these players will say something doesn't matter, but then bitch and moan when they don't win. Hey, what do I know, right? I, <laughs> I'm just saying. That's I just still. I don't I, I, you, even if even if all I don't think that all the players wanted this. By the way, if I had to guess, the players that wanted a change would have been the top and the support. Yeah, I don't think that closer would have wanted this because closer Demonte um, they played together. If you watch Demonte stream, they always play together. They were if, good. If, they looked like good friends. Oh, only if closer wanted this would I give it credence and say that yeah okay fine if he still doesn't get along with demonte then fine change it but it doesn't make any sense to me why closer would want rioma instead of demonte and like this is the meta where closer is supposed to shine like this is the blabber meta you know what i mean where you power farm you hard carry you get super far ahead and if the jungler falls behind in levels it's impossible to catch up right now like this is the meta where you would think that closer would shine and 
he is not shining, and he's playing towards the side lanes. He's basically their bitch, uh, constantly hovering and warding and doing things that are so non-closer-esque on champions like Lilia and Nidalee and things like that. It, it makes no sense to me. Like, why would you have the guy who played like an MVP last split on this type of uh, uh, ju- uh, jungle style? I don't know. 100 Thieves is, is uh, a mess. I don't think that they have any good solution to fixing their problem unless they actually it's, it's fully like replace... It's not just one problem. People no. keep it's like scapegoating everything into Ryoma. Like it's not that. No, simple. not anymore. If, it, I think no. it started off as that. I think that's like problem number one. Um, but it's the loudest, the most obvious problem because we all know if we've if for anyone that's been watching, it's it's our biggest gripe with T one right now over in the LCK and why they're why they lost out to Genji is that if you end up you end up rotating the cast at certain points in the, in in the splits, you're going to trash the whole team. And the other thing is that when you when you are bringing out your roaming style mid laner like Demonte, and you're putting in the um, control mage of Ryoma, but you're putting Ryoma on eighty carries, and then you're playing a Jace top, but you're not playing to that Jace top either. And because because if you had Demonte, the the instant thought is like, alrighty, then Demonte's going to rope top, and jungle support's going to go up there as well, and and then you're going to get that Jace far ahead and have a massive uh, be massively ahead of curve. And get a whole bunch of towers through that Jace. And then it's like, no, we're going to get this other... It, it's such a disynergistic strategy and approach to playing the games. So you're kind of looking at their drafts going like... Looking at the roster and the drafts and going, why did, I, I you ever make, why did, why did the team ever think this was going to be a good change? Dude, that's, like, a, that's the thing. Ryoma on ADCs, yeah, I guess it doesn't make sense because this play style is control major, right? But w- what I still liked about their draft was that they had a very clear win condition in that they had a heavy CC bot. They had heavy poke top. So if they're ever ahead and they control an objective space, they should be able to create a ton of space and like dragons and barons, especially should be unbelievably easy for their comp to contest. I think their second game comp was like Braum and Ash bot or something like that, like infinite amounts of CC. Right. And what baffled me is that, they lost the games at Dragon. They lost the games at the position where they're supposed to be strongest. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially game two, I, I think. I'm going to look for the exact play. But there were so many moments where I was just losing my mind as to what Someday was doing, man. Like, he was so far ahead of um, uh There was Cooney. a part in one of the games where he was playing Jace, and he got a triple kill. And he was behind. Sense. Like... I don't know. Like, so there's other other things that I want to talk about for 100 Thieves. So the most obvious one part would be Ryoma, right? But then why is that they're drafting for someday and they're not playing towards that? And they clearly know they're drafting for someday when you're taking Jace three games out of the four you're playing. Yeah. Like, is Closer not supposed to go up there and snowball the Jace pick? Then you also uh, have Huhi and you have Huhi and um, FBI. And they... They're uh, still a very solid bot. Lane. I, I know they keep doing that. I've, it's endemic of a uh, ongoing problem that some days kind of been having this last couple of years where team his teams will draft around him, right? And they'll get him leads, but it actually rarely leads to wins in important situations. It's weird. He's really good, but for some reason, it doesn't seem like his team is capable of winning around him. I don't know. I don't know what the actual cause is because he's good enough where he should be able to do that, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. seem to work out. 
Yeah, I, I would agree that that's a pattern that's repeated itself over time. Mm-hmm. I would say in the past, he has had many excuses because he has had really, really shit teams on 100 Thieves. But yeah, I, I don't agree. Like, I, I, I agree that, that at that at this point, it should be brought up. But like, there were so many things that went wrong in their first two game losses that you can't ever point to one player and be like there's there's this is the reason why they lost the, the, the only player who i think you can't point at is probably fbi that's the only player i think you yeah and who he yeah, yeah 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 there was a part there was the ash game where they were trying to put him down and he was like two levels above losses jinx yeah i i don't <laughs> think their bot lane is a problem at all i just i mean like in the, even individually like technically speaking someday outperformed huni uh, in the first two games, uh, he had a counter pick, um, but he was still outperforming them. It was their collective decision making that was just the reason they lost. It was so horrendously bad that they almost had like, I'm pretty sure they had three winning lanes. Mm-hmm. Three, I, I think they had a Soul and Elder actually at one point in game two, and they lost that game. Mm-hmm. They had yep. Soul, they had yep. Infernal Soul and Elder. Yeah, now I remember they had Infernal Soul, Elder, Ash, Brom. And they have infinite poke. How do you lose that game? It, it begs Chase with Infernal Soul with Elder. <laughs> and that, they that, can't Baron. That screams it's... to me one of two problems with the team. Either A, if the coaching staff is incapable of getting the team to work cohesively in a professional setting, or B, you just have a bunch of solo queue players who are really good mechanically. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that, are... yeah. And, and to my, my question to that would be what the fuck? was golden guardians injecting into their veins last last year like this is this is like the biggest um resume booster i've ever seen for an arrow as a coach like yeah. to, to see what just happened when he just gave up his four superstars and what happened yeah. to them on 100 thieves with someday like i it, it's crazy this does i just had an interview with him actually i'm gonna be posting soon Oh really? That's awesome. Oh, yeah, he's, he's super. Oh, he's super giving. He's super giving. Um, I, I, funny enough, I think he commented on the Thorin video he just had, where he's like, "Yeah, I've had no interviews all, 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 all season." And then it sounds like, because I was following, he had like ten interviews in like a week or something. Um, That's crazy. But in any case, no, talking to him and his philosophy on the situation, I'd love to actually just interview uh, Zix at some point just to try to pick his yeah. brain it seems check. like zix has gotten no blame at all i'm not saying people should blame i'm not saying well, anybody should well, blame at all it, but- it, it's it's a question of so and i was actually writing this because i had 30 minutes to kill before the show started um <laughs> but i was I, I'm, I'm kind of questioning like coaching methodology metho- methodology in na because the culture issue has been loud and proud and everything so what's what's the, the next thing we can uh uh sort of approach and discuss and one thing i was thinking about is like and there's no accusations going to anyone specific here, but is the methodology with trying to educate rookies or veterans, like, is there a point where it's like, are you the teacher telling the student, Hey, the answer to the questions at the back of the book, um, but no, don't no, no, look okay. and look like, but, like, like what's the coaching uh, methodology that, that, for getting them to learn or to actually like explore as a team, how to do a split push situation with a Jace. Right. Yeah, right. But the, the, that, that actually, re- that actually reminds me of something LS just said on, uh, on Hotline League, uh, actually yesterday, we were talking about the difference between players knowing 
what to do in a certain cer- certain situation and understanding what they're supposed to do in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Because knowing what you're supposed to do is fine for you know when things happen in a very predictable uh, fashion when the game yeah. evolves in a very predictable fashion. Understanding why everything is happening and why you're supposed to do everything is completely different. It mm-hmm. breeds players who are able to adapt when things don't quite go the way that it's written up. You know, with the team meetings and the uh, in the in the uh, in the review room, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'll go I'll go one step further. You could understand and know, and you still won't be able to repeat in an actual high-pressure game unless you have practice and actually doing it. And you have a clear-cut execution plan. Yeah. So I, I can literally give an exact example with this video link right now. I have a really good Every- I had I had one for real life, too, that'll translate well, but I'll let you go first. I'm going to show your sure. screen right now. Yeah. Gotcha. So this is this is the game where they had Infernal Soul Elder Buff. It, uh, Sony, for the you mean the Sony yeah. ad? It's a real really great Baron Buff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone and their mom knows that if you have Elder Buff, there's no reason why you can't take Vision and can uh, do Baron. Right? Yeah. You have to basically if you're on blue side you have to uh, ward up the red side of the map you have to move together to ward that then you have to push mid then you have to clear the vision then you have to push mid again and then you do uh, baron that's that's the play every single time so as you see they're doing the first part they're trying to clear the vision now they have to go back mid and they're pushing mid this is all straightforward now everyone on their pause right here everyone on 100 thieves right now knows that they need to push mid and they should have a free uh, uh, Baron buff. But someone here calls them off of Baron buff. I don't know who it is that calls them off. But there are three mid. There only needs to be uh, one mid with uh, closer hovering or swap uh, um, closer with someday. One of them needs to be going towards Baron. And the other person needs to just be hovering in the river to make sure that if FBI gets jumped, they collapse on them, right? FBI just needs to push out this wave and then go to Baron. Now, watch what actually happens at Baron. There's only two people at Baron. They're both the lowest damage dealers in terms of Tristana and Braum. Braum is getting poked out, and they're already at 30% HP, dude. It's it's baffling to me. You have Elder. You have uh, uh, Infernal Soul. You can't do that. Now, they're still full HP, right? But they've completely given up the whole prior. Now they realize, oh, well, we need to do Baron. Oh, you need to God. you need to keep Speak off the pit. You know that you have poke. That's the whole point. You don't fifty fifty Baron when you have this much of an advantage. All you need to do is keep pushing mid, and then do Baron, get it to half HP, and force them to come in, right? And then have one person go around the pit to zone. Like this is like the most basic stuff, but they're ex- executing it in terms of like step one, then step five, then step three, then step two, then uh, step four, right? Like they're not going in sequence. Like, yeah. and it's, it's just like, this is the most tilting teams, thing I've ever seen in my right, life. Because the thing is they don't even have and have to do the Baron. They don't, even they have don't to have to do the Baron. The Baron is a, is a threat. way it's, it's, of it's forcing the enemy team to come to you so you can kill them. Yeah. That's okay. what show you guys is. something. Usually when guys, when, when you're in the situation, if you're trying to take Baron, usually you go around the pit to poke off the jungler. Why are, why are they all focused right here? And they're bursting it. They're bursting it. It's crazy, man. Look at this. None of them are right here blocking Speak at all. Who he uses his ultimate right there. Also notice all of their vision is fucking gone back there because they gave up priority. Yeah, exactly. And it's just just cringe to see. 
Because, uh, yeah, honestly, props to Speaker because he he's done this too many times for this to not be like a thing for him now. Mm-hmm. I, I I give him mad props, and it's really funny to me that the best player on TSM is their jungler. Um, uh, after so many years of their jungler being a meme, uh, it's the ultimate it's the ultimate joke though. And if you want to like run the long narrative dichotomy, where like closer is like this hopped up jungler, but he ends up on hundred thieves and hundred thieves some, for some reason. Now that Speaker somehow broken the TSM curse, it's gone over to 100 Thieves or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's Closer, super good. Yeah. Closer yeah. somehow Just lost his right balls here. going over to Nade Shots team. How does oh, don't even get me started. No, 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 no. Uh, turn off the monitor. I don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. Or, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is the moment well, where you realize Ryan will have no career after this. <laughs> this is, well, this I think it was this um this game right here. I, this might have been one where they, because yeah, it's the Ash bot, where they drop Harold bot for the Ash to get the gold. It might have been on another one. Exactly. But, but it's also like you're trying the biggest issue that they have there is trying to push the mid over and over the standard play for uh, gaining priority mid and then going to the major objective, whether it's dragon or baron. It's like, yep. how is how is your mid tower not down yet? You have That's a Jace. exactly correct. And like, and you know what? We're talking about this. I bet you after the game, if they're reviewing this in a scrim or something, they're saying, oh, yeah, we know how to do this. Uh, uh, everyone is saying in that room, oh, yeah, of course. But first you do this, then you do this, then you do this. But they can't replicate it in the game oh, because they oh. don't have any leader to- walking them through what needs to happen. What do we actually need to do step by step to to get to our end goal, which is securing Baron or securing an objective? There's no one actually walking them through the process. And in my opinion, that is a coaching issue because you need to be able to teach the way that you're supposed to think about the approach to these objectives. Oh, like I you can't just tell them to switch. Yeah. If you're reviewing in a meeting saying what is the right decision and what is the wrong decision, and that's the extent of your review or your meeting, that's not enough. Your coach needs to be the one that breaks down systems or complex uh, problems and uh, explain what is the simple ideological way that you can error proof this. And then try it every single time to use that exact systematic approach to solve the problem solving and then eventually you can narrow it down you can say okay you know we know what steps one to five are we'll just call it a play like execute baron um award here here and here and then everyone on the team has to know what what that means but 100 thieves seems to not even have that basic structure of communication down and it's so baffling to me um considering they were the team that was like defined as more of the sum of the parts last uh year like mm. they they all had individual skills yes but yet uh last year it was wow they gel so well together they play the style that's just so cohesive staff too people got fired. that's, that's, a, that that's was, what that i mean a different coaching staff and they also had a different atmosphere in golden guardians and to be fair it's what i brought up like before the season started for this specific split for the lcs did they just overperform People need to understand this, though. Teams, if you watch any traditional sport ever, teams can just overperform or peak at certain moments to look good. I'm just saying that could have been a thing. People need to realize yeah. this. G2 is your example of, at least in a League of Legends thing, where G2 has an org, and I think Perks is doing the same with C9, where they've they've figured out how to peak at the right time in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, my counter, actually, to your thing where the coach should be saying this, that, or the other is if you if you know how grabs works with G2, and I know G2 is an, an exception, but grabs is basically informed like 90% of what he does is facilitate discussion, but remind them what they already know. And so like my, my... But if you switch, if, if you were let to me, take grab... Yeah, yeah uh, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Much love. Um, what I would almost be contending at this point is that I don't want, like, especially when you have certain veterans on deck 
It's like, I don't want the coach to be telling everyone how to, if the, if you are not solving the problem yourself, you are not putting it inside yourself, what to do. If you're just, it's, it's the difference between being told how to solve the problem and actually going and solving the problem. If you're told how to solve the problem and all you're doing is having this, you know, just, yeah, we know, yeah, we know. And you're saying yes. And yes. And it's like great improv skills, but you're not actually going through and doing the entire exercise or, or just motivating the team to like drill it or something. So sure. The coach can be in this great whiteboard version of it, do these things and go do it. And you have a bunch of brain dead football monkeys to go out there and hit heads. <laughs> but like, I, I, I almost want to contest, like, is there a problem in the coaching in an A where they're actually just giving too many answers and not demanding more of their players? Well, that's not what I meant well, by. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, it, it's, 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 it's a point that I've been driving on with what I wrote about. And, and so what I hear years, I'm like, oh, this is an easy counter not to throw your idea under the bus. I know your, but your wanted... idea has much more depth to it. Ravioli. I, I just want <laughs> to uh, sort of come come against this idea that there's a, a correct or incorrect way for coaching in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah, yeah. in every single professional sport, every group of guys requires a different approach, and mm -hmm. that's the difficult part about coaching is finding the right approach. Does your team need a more hard line? You guys need to do this, a mm -hmm. more hard line guiding stance or a more facilitative stance, like you said with G two. It's really, really hard to actually find that as a coach. And that's why the best coaches are paid so well is because they just instinctively know it. I feel like uh, for a long, for a, uh, for a long time, uh, seen that coach Reaper mm -hmm. was one of those guys who just knew how to approach each and every one of his guys. That's why C9, I felt had such a long uh, history of success. Granted, it didn't turn into too many titles, but they, <laughs> Jensen and Hourglass, you know, Zonya. That's Jensen. That's Jensen. That is you, Jensen <laughs> on an individualistic basis. That is not, that is not reflective of Reaper's uh, coaching style. Negative. Here's well, the thing is Reaper managed to bring in new rosters basically almost every year mm -hmm. and get them to perform to a uh, NA title level. I would say that that's more so the entire C9 coaching staff. I, I still don't believe that it was just Reaper that did that personally. Oh, no, of course not. It takes, it takes a bunch of people, but... I, I thought it was actually like one of their biggest things that C9's done with their coaching that is so fucking awesome is they hired these high ELO players to be positional coaches. And I like the only person that can give you that advice is someone in that role that is playing at a high ELO. And... I think that that's the future for any coaching, just like, um, um, who was it that said Alorum that on, said that on SM, Alorum? Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. Alorum is absolutely right about that. And the, the, the thing I was saying about coaching is I don't want them to give them the answers. I want them to teach the, I want to, I want coaches to explain to the players once they found out the answer, how do you communicate it quickly and effectively in game? Mm -hmm. Because that's what's missing. I don't think that's that these five elite players don't know how to do a Baron with this much advantage. It, the issue is that they don't know how to communicate what needs to be done in game in a high pressure situation in a in a uh, in a manner that makes sense uh, chronologically. And I believe that the thing about teams like TSM and Cloud9 and Team Liquid is that they have these systems guys. Like I would say, Parth is the systems guy out of uh, 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 all the coaching staff in NA. That like game after game after game, 
they are improving because they're giving responsibilities, different responsibilities within the game to different players. Like, Huni might have a responsibility A, uh, uh, Sword Art might have the responsibility B, but everyone knows who needs to be in uh, charge of what, yeah. right? And it, it, they're delegating responsibilities, and in the high-pressure situations, their comms are a lot more cleaner clean uh, in terms of what they need to do, and everyone knows what they need to do. And everyone knows who needs to talk. Um, and I, I just think that when you listen to these C9 and uh, TSM comms, I haven't listen to team liquids to be fair but i'm assuming that core jj is doing the same thing um i don't see that when i look at the uh heist um uh videos from 100 thieves what i see is a bunch of players that are hype and not hype in different moments um <laughs> uh, they either have a lot of energy or they don't have a lot of energy and what that makes me think is they might know the right answer, but they don't know how to communicate it to each other quickly. And I think that's the main problem that a lot of these lower tier teams have. Um, they would, just can't figure out a structure to to get almost, there. I would almost contest that there's a certain point if you're on a if you're on a team where there's um, I'm trying to remember like a point in my like you know youth soccer career. There's a point where you shouldn't be having to explain essays in game to get your concept across and i know that's not what you're advocating i know it's not what you're advocating it's where it's because it's where with tsm at least with the example of tsm doing it well and even if you want to refer to you know uh lpl or lck teams that have like mixed rosters there's a certain point where the knowledge of the game and of what you should be doing like they you agree on how to play the game and it's not clear that's that's where we go back to why closer and someday aren't getting along like it would just seem that they're not getting along on like a player to player basis mm-hmm. where the those mm-hmm. five players don't agree in some form like 3v2 1v4 some some there's some disconnect on how to play the game to where like there's a certain point where I think we have certain games that we have all played in solo queue where like you realize like you're playing ADC or support and you and your ADC are just on the same wavelength. Like you don't type, you maybe you ping, but you gonna, just yeah. sync up and you ki- and you just go kill lane in a non kill lane situation. <laughs> like, or you and the rest of the team just get on this five man death squad and just run like you just get it. You understand the gameplay or the game, uh, how to play the game. Um, just it's for like, that um, one. It's, it's just like for that even- one. It's like even being at work. Some days it's rare, but it happens. We don't even communicate. We just know what we need to do, and you just do it. Yeah, everyone goes on autopilot, and you know, shelves get filled, burgers get made. You know, you, you do the job. And if they're getting to this point where they're cr- trying to instigate this split push comp, where Jay should be dumpstering on Nar, but Harold's getting put in bot lane, uh, mid lane's not even broken open. Uh, Jace isn't being covered. Wards aren't being put where they should be should be put. It's not clear that the team is agreeing on the first point or agreeing <laughs> on their first game plan and then yeah progressing the discussion of how do we make this game plan work full spectrum like it seems game. like they have their own plans and they want to do it their way but they aren't willing to conform to what the whole plan is better for the team because like i could have a great plan but if it doesn't work for the team it's not really a good plan it might be a great plan in your head and let's be honest there are a lot of plans are good in our head but unless they work in a broader sense it's not gonna work also what i want to bring up in one of the drafts I was over here thinking to myself, this is not a good draft at all. Well, hold on. Like, my brain actually melted looking at this. Not this lady that's going to be in this ad, obviously, because she's pretty hot. But, you know. Do you guys think, um, think, think she'll date me? No. Well, I, I haven't seen it. Let's see it. All right. So, look at this draft Hunter Thieves has. What is their engage? Ash, Arrow, and Bromalt. This comp uh, literally loses, 
This comp no, literally but, loses yeah, yeah, yeah. at 20 minutes. This literally yeah, yeah. loses at 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. What, a, what a shit draft this is. Get this out of my uh, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hard disagree. Really? I, I don't think that this is a shit draft at all. Especially with the way that it played out. Um, I think that they had exactly what they wanted in terms of draft. The Braum saved the draft, I will say. If they didn't get the Braum, then the entire draft is fucked. But mm-hmm. I think that their comp is supposed to be a poke comp that does a lot of zone control. And there's not. you might think that there's no engage. There doesn't need to be engaged. Because there's the entire point of this comp is that you're supposed to poke out and keep their team from getting into the zone that you need the uh to contest in terms of dragons and yeah. barons like this, this and- comp also reserves the option to be a one three one comp if we if na had iq because you have <laughs> yeah. you have tristana and jace that could both be split pushing tower destroying monsters yeah and and the way that jace actually works now is he is actually a hyper carry um late game like he's, he's not it's not old jace where he falls off super yeah. hard yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> he's actually a hyper carry in terms of like one shot would probably get 50 percent of uh lost hp imagine one shot landing before ryoma ends it here you know what i mean like <laughs> like you, you just need to wait and buy time for someday's poke for some reason, he still wants to split push when objectives are coming up, like Elder. Okay. I'm pretty... This so might be actually... So there's one talking playing. point everyone's been bringing up. Is TSM's drafting pretty good? So let's analyze the TSM draft when this game is starting. Let's analyze it from the beginning. Let's go uh, right to a, so TSM draft here, right, guys? Let's talk about TSM's drafting, because everyone, everyone's been saying it's pretty good. All right. We'll just play the draft out, and you guys can talk about it. Uh, like Tristana. All right. I, I do like the Tristana first pick, not on Ryoma, but I, I agree that it's a high prior pick, and you yeah, can flex yeah, it to yeah. ADC. Can we talk about the bands real fast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hunter Thieves bands, Seraphine, Oriana, Udi, your first rotation. TSM bands, Hecarim, Renekton, and Senna first rotation. Do you I think l- that's fair? I like the Udi and the Seraphine bands. I think they're really, really strong champions, especially Seraphine. Uh, the Oriana is a fine pick against PoE, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Hate the, I hate the NAR first pick. Why is, I like sword? <laughs> Why is there sword there? It's any production is trash, but just I, I, I actually like the Nidalee second pick only because it's Spica and he just has this level of comfort playing that champion. That yeah, I yeah. would that appears to be the only reason they get it because Nar is going to lose priority and this is going to be game two. The Jace isn't exactly, yeah, you know, you're right. granted. My, my, my question is, do you really need to go for the Nidalee right here? Do you really think they're going to pick the Nidalee given they pick the Tristana? I think I think you yeah. always pick the Nidalee when you have Spica. Um, but the, the the way that I see TSM is Spica is like a different beast on Nidalee, just like Blabbers on Olaf. Maybe I'm overrating him, possibly, but I just think that their team looks a lot better with Spica on Nidalee. Where I disagree with the pick is the Nar blind pick. If you pick a Nidalee, you need a uh, high prio top laner. Yeah, and so I would have saved. Renekton. Yeah, but so like ban- Renekton would be great. But you banned uh, but, him. Yeah, you banned No, but I think you do have to ban him because it's your red side. But I, I yeah. think that you yeah. save top um, for a later pick. I don't think there's any issue with uh, picking your uh, ADC and support here. So right. now T- POE picks Syndra. They take Jace. I don't know because Lily has been like the – Lily Yao has been the only champion Closure's actually performed well on. I don't think you want to give Closure Nidalee. You, you can. He's just not going to perform that well on it. I mean, my question is, as I say, I yeah, value. I also don't. I don't know. I I like Spica in Italy, but if I take the nameplates away, I don't like. Oh, Italy then yeah. Away. I do no, not. No, no, like no. Yeah, away. I'm talking about specifically for TSM. I, I, if you're yeah. talking about just like SKT plays SKT, like w- what's a better comp? 
then yeah, Nidalee's a bad pick, uh, objectively speaking. What do I say? If you're going to have an LS discussion about the draft, yeah. Nidalee is, or right. an I will dominate discussion about the draft, then Nidalee <laughs> is trash in this situation, mostly because of the NAR will not get priority more than likely, especially against the Jace. Syndra yep. can, depending on who she's against, but the Tristana usually gets high prio over clearing waves because by like level three, she can auto clear creeps and, you know, run from there and be safe. So um, now, from level now, three onwards, actually, Syndra does, is supposed to win that lane. Now TSM um, take away Silas and Callista in phase two of the band phase, and Hunter Thieves takes well, away Relic Jinx. Callista's good because FBI is a monster on it. The yeah, Silas, the Silas priority in the West has been really weird. Jensen, um, man, it's what Teal pulled it out it, last week. It's, it's, it, it's, it. it's just randomly insane against certain team comps. Yeah, well, especially with the NAR. I, I, yeah. I, some of the discussion I believe I, I heard is just the moment they see like a NAR or an Alistar on the opposing team, it's like give me, give me a. Silas. Silas, yeah, yeah, it was really weird on the in the Cloud Nine series too. Jensen blind picked it. Kaisa keeps this a short range right, so comp. From from looking at what we're looking at right now, is TSM's drafting that bad, or are people just like overreacting? Uh, it, like no, I don't, it's it's fine, I guess. They have one form of engage on the Syndra stun, or like Huni being able to get in with a yeah, like TSM, TSM's draft is bad. Objectively mm. speaking, well, comparing the two, it's bad because Hundred Thieves draft is better. That's mm -hmm. that's the comparison, right? Like you you take their draft, you have to compare it with another draft to tell if it's good or bad. And in this case, it's bad, mostly because of the order in which they picked. Because now they have a counter pick top, a skill matchup mid. But I do think that Cinder should have prio because she should be able to. Um, right. What well, we'd also give Tristana the outscale uh, compared to Cinder, would we not? He yeah, because uh, Ryoma did actually. Beat Lost in, in that one v one. Like, like, cause later on during the game, you know, Lost was in that side lane. He got killed almost instantly. So it's like they, yeah, they that's, got that's to not a full out, that's that's not a full out scale situation because it's I don't know. Of, it's a matter of damage. It's damage output and utility. Because at some point, the Syndra has disengaged, but not as much mobility. And the range of Tristana by the time she gets eighteen is what has always made her a hyper carry. Not yes. to mention her utility and being able to split push and destroy towers. So well, before like, uh, at three items. After, okay, we're talking about where, yeah, what is late items, game. At three items, right? at, yeah, at late game or something like that. But we're talking at, at four a scale. items, stronger. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So I would say that Tristana is uh, hyper carry in most comps, but in a poke comp like this, I think that Syndra is probably more utility and the way that team fight should play out, Syndra probably does more. Um, uh, Tristana is supposed to be the secondary the person to go in second after poke has landed like with this comp. Mm -hmm. So in that, in that case, I think, I think that she is less relevant to the in integrity of the comp. In my opinion, um, I think that Jace is the most important part of that comp. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think what oh. you're saying is the poke comes through and then Tristana's like, okay, I can W in and like kill one person and just start launching from there. Yes. So yep. That's, that's the fireworks uh, of that, of that idea, which, cool. which I can get on. That's where it's kind of on Cinder to play counter dive to the, to that engage. But if she gets poked down, W'd in and like assassin Tristana takes out that carry, then you're kind of SOL. No, that's, yeah. that's what I mean. I think that yeah. Cinder is the most important part of TSM's comp. And I think that Jace is the most important part of a hundred thieves comp. And you have to play around those two things. I think that if you look at those two uh, things objectively, like hundred thieves got everything they wanted, man. Like they, they played the early game exactly like they wanted. They got early, early dragons. They just threw it at every team fight. Um, yeah, but like, that's the thing though. If they're getting everything they wanted and you're still losing games, you just suck. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, think it has yeah, anything yeah. to do with draft. I think they won draft in 
the first three games, I know that. Even against Cloud9, they had some pretty good drafts against Cloud9, too. Even yeah, against they had some pretty good drafts. They're just, nothing is coming together with them. It's just like, they're just falling apart. And then you have Ryoma inting his job away on Tristana. At that point, you're just like, all right, let's just... Yeah. Ah, I mean, so dra- drafts team. drafts are great. Drafts can make or break a team at a high level when you're when two high level teams are facing off against each other. But when one team is just significantly mechanical and game knowledge gapping the other team, <laughs> it's kind your of like draft, when, it's, your draft it's, it's, just doesn't matter. It's like it's like a professional. It's like a professional baseball player, a professional pitcher, like just throwing weak sauce to like a high school player or a college player. I, I, it's, it's more of a measurement of how good one is at throwing and the other at catching. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, there's nothing. There's, I guess a hundred pieces of receiver, right? <laughs> they don't appear to be able to catch what they throw themselves. I mean, they're a hundred L's, you know, we said I, it the show, they're a hundred L's. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like they could play catch with a wall and they'd still miss, but. How many how many baseball innuendos can we fit into one segment? I'd well, like to think that, I'd like to think that Spick, I like to think Spica picks Nidalee because it may be a spear, but at least he's got a big piece of wood to whack his enemy. <laughs> it was earlier. Uh, Koftis said they were getting gap. No, like they were getting their butthole gap. That's that's what's happened for the hundred thieves. Yeah, they were yeah. Destroyed. <laughs> I, I kind of feel bad for them because they went straight. Like first it was Cloud Nine. Now, now it's TSM. It was just like they've cool. just been, they've people been were overrating. Around the yeah. it's like people were would... overrating their performance with Dignitas. Oh, they beat Dignitas. And and yeah, yeah I and do take the trash out, <laughs> dude. All, all I know is that the only person in this entire series I will give props to is Spica, and yeah, I, I I was over the series. What really I love, quick. what I love highlight, what I love thinking about oh. is the fact that Spica is like the shining light of NA talent for this split. In all honesty, well, can you can you name an NA, can you name a natural NA? I mean, I would consider like, Fudge well, NA talent. He's starting yeah. to get better, but he's not a shining yeah. no, light. No, no, listen, no, listen, no, listen. No, Blabber no. had a couple stumbles there. Oh yeah, wait, Blabber, what? Yeah, Wait. Blabber is literally like the best player. In Blabber the is God. I don't care about gods. I care about people. Now, okay, <laughs> all right. I was about to say, wait, wait. We ignore. <laughs> we ignore the godson right now, okay? okay. Especially because of where Spika is. He's in TSM, which has been a cursed uh, org for many, many reasons. Oh, especially yeah. in the jungler oh, realm. Lord, yeah. here we oh, go. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. What about Vulcan? Vulcan is Vulcan. also an again. NA he's now. in the God realm. We're not okay. talking about right, so everyone on C9 is a God. That's an A. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Keep hey, up. Keep was... up. Come on, Rabbit. Dude, doing? dude. I'm, I'm sorry. I worked for 12 hours today. I'm exhausted. I'm trying to keep up. You guys are a little too <laughs> that's, fast. That's I'm, what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. I got I, you. I was saying in the. I was. Hey, hi everybody. First of all, I was saying that I would be okay with TL or C9 beating TSM to represent us cuz I just want us to do well like I I know I go I know I go by the title Are of you the a TSM reason. fan dude I uh, we need I am more a, of you I, he I is, am but he's rational I'm rational oh. and I call myself the realist TSM fan because I want the region to do well so like I don't care if TL goes or C9 goes yeah it sucks and I don't you know you want to see your favorite team go but 
I would be, I would not have wanted Hundred Thieves to beat beat TSM if even if I oh. wasn't a TSM fan because I Dude, don't. Think Matt, 100... props to you. Okay, you're yeah. you're a better person. Yeah, than yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I literally don't. Once any goes to Worlds, I literally don't give a shit about any team but C9. Right, like, right, I, right. I just have given up on my region, man. To be fair, TL's been fine the last two since they've been made upgrades. Didn't they did fine? Like you know, G2 kind of like you know, dick them in the thumb up the ass, but yeah, yeah. Warren, uh, now I know you're a nice guy and you're a real TSM fan. I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. Nice. <laughs> but I am going to have to uh, drag you through the mud a little bit here. Uh, what did you say about Fudge last week? What did you I, say about him? I, oh, I'm going I'm gonna say what I said. I've been I think we all have to eat cruel on that. No, no, I'm not eating. I'm not eating. I'm not kicking rocks, and I'm not eating cruel. I've been saying, and and MSK, you can definitely account to this. Have I not been consistent? Say I don't see Fudge past fifth or sixth this whole time. Well, this is, he, I, well, this he, is um, this is how I see it. He played. He's good. He's been getting better, but like he's been getting better. Does that take away? Does that take away how bad he was playing before? I I, I don't. I don't yeah, think he was I mean, not a separate. No. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we have to admit uh, yeah. I just want to yeah, clarify he something. He hasn't played that bad since the fucking lock-in tournament. I'm he not about- judging the bat, the kid's performance. Here's yeah. Let me finish. Here's let me just finish. Let me okay, finish. Go ahead, go, one second. Go ahead, go ahead, all go I'm going to say and really quick is, let's. Can we all agree? That 100 Thieves has a dysfunctional problem because how do you go from doing so well to being dog shit towards the end of the end of the split and even in playoffs, right? Talk to my wife. Oh, oh dude, okay. dude. Right? Wife, well, wait, wait, well, hold on one second. <laughs> but as regard to Fudge, I think he can get better. But for me to put him over like um Alfari and someday so even though someday I feel that they're just not using the guy properly and I feel bad for that I hate to see a dysfunctional team it I just don't like seeing that it's the same it's happened before and with Huni Huni's done Huni has overperformed if you think about it because I'm sure everybody was like he's stealing a check he's doing the same thing he did before but I I know people are, are kicking rocks and having their thumb up their butts now so and reasonable saying, take. I'm, no, absolutely yeah. reasonable take. A re- reasonable right. take. But my question right. is, he he just beat Alfari. I mean, granted, some of those games, he was in a neutralizing lane where he played the lane well enough to neutralize Alfari, TL's win condition. And then one game, he absolutely beat him. What does the man have to do to get to get your recognition as a top three top player? That's all I want to know. What does the man have to do? When, 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 the, when, the, when the whole thing... Win the whole okay, thing. Okay, okay, okay. Winning and losing has nothing to do with. Oh my god! No, because because even remember when Bippo was with Schalke. I'm not Schalke. Wait, when Bippo got on the scene and he was the rookie top laner. Because I'm just comparing. I'm just using comparisons, right? He was the rookie top laner for Fnatic, and he took him. He replaced Reckless. He took them to the finals and won, and everybody's like praising. And Bipple today is, I still consider Bipple probably the second best Western top laner. Right on. Wonders kind of didn't, hasn't looked good so far, personally, to me. Or, I'm about, I'm about to make your point for you. I'm about, hold on. So, yeah. Fudge did not beat Alfari. C9 beat TL. All right. Thank Let's you. be very clear. Fudge okay. did not beat Alfari, and the only yeah. game where he was gapping Alfari, Alfari had the complete onus on him that he had to carry. And so he was going for extremely risky plays. And even in that game, Blabbercamp top. So 
he was on scion duty for the games where he was falling behind 14 cs or whatever but losing gracefully okay props you're playing scion you don't get the same props that alfari would get if he had won that series that's just not how it works because you are less relevant to your team's success than alfari is to his like right now tl only wins when alfari pops off and carries them they are not performing well through their bot lane because Tactical has just lost his mind recently. And, um, <laughs> and for some reason, Jensen just has this perpetual issue where he just cannot synergize with their jungler. So he, they, they both play. Talk. I love the guy's trash talk so much. Dude, I, I love Jensen. I love, love him, him as a player. He's, He's awesome. My, one of my favorite players of all time. He's my second favorite player of all time. Like, I just don't think that that uh mid jungle will ever be as good as C9's mid jungle and Core JJ is trying his fucking damnedest down there to just real tactical in giving him all the advantages possible but it's just not working and right now it's it's win or lose based on Alfari well, and so that's why I actually think this is going to be an interesting series with TSM if they improve on certain things I don't think they're going to win but I think well, I I actually think that Fudge has improved in his ability to int less but I don't think that we're. Uh, I'm there enough even now to say that he's a top three. I guess I have to say that now, right? Because someday sucks. Okay. 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 Is like someday sucks or is the coaching suck? No, 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 no. Let's do this first, okay? Because we need well, to. I, we need to. I, I, we need to frame this out. I just want to ask one question, though. Go for it, Ravi. What other top laner? In a best of five series, this entire year has been able to face Alfari and not in a single game. Someday, but not a best of five. Okay, I don't think enough. not in a best. Nobody. Yeah, that's an interesting question there, bud. That's fair. I mean, at some point, I mean, like if, even if, by... if we're measuring someone by how well they don't int. That's well, also another no, 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 no. That's called playing. I, that's called playing weak side. No, like the, no, and, no. and the thing is that you only get called right. out for being a good weak side player if you're impact, Odoam, there, or Soaz. <laughs> True. Dude, he, I, I mean, right, what, at what point right, is weak guy. side like like winning? Like right. It, impact. It, it, you mean the guy that people would laud as a top three top laner for years on end? But impact hat like. Here's yeah. All I'm saying. All I'm saying is. All I'm saying is the ability to face the the undisputed best top laner in the league. Over four over four games in a row, and never go down more than what fifteen CS at a time. That's not true. He went down by more, way more than fifteen. Did, CS. Wait, did? Oh, well, wait, no, you're right, 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 right. The the one. So side. that's what I'm saying. Like, what yeah. is considered a good enough thing on your weak side to be like, like if he was only losing by ten CS. Uh, in all of his Scion versus Gangplank well, matchups? Well, yes. The, good well, job. Well, you Scion, got that. Scion, it's literally as long as you don't feed like multiple kills. Here's the thing. A Scion, the greater... all, all you're looking for is to reach like 200 CS so you can become an unstoppable meatball for your team. That's the... literally all you're looking to do. All right, I right. Almost, yeah, then I isn't contest... his threshold for success way lower? Like, Can't you put anyone on that team and if, they if, would if, do if... the same thing? It is. If anyone could do that, why didn't why didn't TSM do it in the previous series? Because TSM doesn't have the bot lane and mid lane that C9 does. They don't. They have to play. I um, mean, PLE's been pretty consistent. I would say the bot lane with because Sword Art has done well. I would say Lost is the. I feel like I feel like Lost and Core and Tactical are shack are shackling down their supports. Honestly, because Sword Art I looked meant, at Jicky and then got better. 
All right. I meant I meant Poe is not Poe is a, a absorber, right? He's not like a expander. Like he's not no. like going to push and roam. <laughs> is what I meant. Well, he's not. Uh, he's not the same style as C9, where Perks is actually just not just winning his lane, but he's expanding his advantages to the other sides well, of the map. I, I just think that because of that, and because of how much Blabber has been spurfing on every jungler that he's played against, it's not fair to compare Fudge to. Cooney right, or like it just he has to do so much less than everyone else. I'm not ready to give it to him yet until he starts right. to play like carries uh, and carry. Right, right. One, one, one sec, one sec, one sec. Eon, okay. I, I, well, I, I know you want to say something. Go. The greater question I think we need to ask in regards to, and this can be also a reflection on Alfari than even on Fudge. The greater discussion is at at any point in that series was Fudge as playing the weak side was he ever the reason Alfari got to take over a game? Because if the win condition on TL side is Alfari takes over, then it's on TL and Alfari to perform that. And if it's on Fudge's side to allow to disabuse Alfari of that goal while the rest of his team carries, that's the epitome of a weak side situation is that you understand that you are not getting resources. You are getting uh, not any good draft resources. You have to just absorb the pressure, get as and have the smallest CS deficit, die the least, and then do your job in team fights like that. You have to survive to like 15, 20 minutes with yeah. giving away as little as possible and not allowing the top laner Alfari in this situation to take over the game. And it's not in my memory. There was never a point where Alfari was actually taking over a game if the draft or the situ or the map like lent to that. And as and as um, as Kafta pointed out, the only reason that um, Alfari got dumpstered on by Fudge is because there was camping from Blabber, which is like between fair and understandable. So you can, you could try to throw around the stats, CS and death numbers, but I don't think, and I don't recall at any point in that series, where Alfari took over the game, dumpstered Alfari on the weak side and, and, and TL won. Um, so I, uh, what I'll point out is game two gangplank versus Scion. Neither of them have pro like junglers playing to them as their win con because yeah. both of them have globals or they're natural that... weak side player they're yeah. natural weak side champions it's it's but, kind of it's kind of laughable yes exactly but in that situation he fell down 28 cs so 28 cs in my opinion is a too big of a lead to give someone um in an even matchup such as that especially when you have more pressure from your laners coming to your lane compared to the enemy top well, laner that yeah. being said i do believe that he went even with um alfari in games uh in game number three so like it, it was a volley bear it was a tank matchup i don't remember exactly but he was like only down seven cs that's a chalk up. He wins that. I, I would say that he went toe to toe against Alfari in game three. He beat Alfari in game one. He lost hard to Alfari in game two. And in game four is another chalk up. I, I honestly forgot. But I would say that he played his part in the team. Um, and I would uh, like a top lane. He negated top lane. He negated Alfari, which is one of the biggest um, advantages that TL has. So he does get props for that. All I'm saying is that I'm not ready to take that props and translate it across uh, by comparing Huni to uh, um, Fudge by comparing uh, people that have much more responsibility on the top lane and have to do a lot more um, uh, in that role. Uh, if I think, I think the issue we have actually with this discussion and this comparison for Fudge and trying to place him accurately is that we're not applying a time frame because I think a lot of what everyone's has in their heads is like someday's history 
um, impacts history. Like, you know, the, like the last few years. Meanwhile, yeah. Fudge has only been around since Luckin. So we're, if we're going to frame how he's been Luckin, around since Mammoth, though. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a good question. I'm I aware of these have been around a long time, and but I don't think anyone here has been following Fudge's career like we've been also, following LCS. I agree. I also think it's a stretch to say that he's improved massively over Simon and I. Yes. He's a completely different uh, yes. player now no, that he was on Mammoth. And I have to eat crow by saying that I don't, like, at some point in this split, I said they actually need to start looking at possible replacements in the future. And I have to eat crow by saying, no, not anymore. There's definite sign of progress this, over this time. The, and I'm wrong problem. about that. That's what I wanted to bring up. So let's say Fudge goes to MSI with Cloud. Let's just say they win. Magical fairy tale land. Let's say they go to MSI. And let's say he actually gets dumpstered by world-class top laners. Does the problems that we had previously get brought up? Because if like, this, yeah, here, the, 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 this is the issue I have. When or Another example. I'll give you the opposite example. Hill is saying. This guy's actually just running around with his head off in games, right? How many bad games does this guy have to play for people to say he's not a top two support? There was people that I removed their comments earlier on the, me and um Tears video. Why, why don't you have Hill saying you're top two? Because he actually played like trash. Yeah. I how mean. like how how bad can someone play to the point where you actually think to yourself, man, this guy's actually not good anymore? And I like, yeah, and that, and that was one of the points to it. So it's like if Cloud9 win MS, if not Cloud9 go to MSI, right? What if he actually gets dumpstered by whoever will fucking go? Who's Diablo's top laner? It's Khan, right? Let's say Fudge. Let's say Khan takes his long sticks and shoves it up Fudge's asshole. Let's say he does that during whoa, whoa, games, right? Whoa, whoa. So let's say all the criticism you previously had for him at the beginning of the year where he was getting dumpstered is going to come back. But right now, since he performed decently well, you forget it. It's all okay. about how you look at a player differently. That's that's all your interpretation, though. And, and personally, I I I try my best game after game to look at this particular games that they uh, that were played. And give them each like a rating. I I'm not trying to look at his entire career and say that he's good or bad. He still has the same issues that I think he had in the beginning or like right after lock in, which is on carries. I don't think that he's capable of pushing his leads as far as he needs to go. I think that he has gotten much better at playing uh, the weak side compared to where he was at in the lock in tournament. And I think that C9 can now reliably rely on him as a weak side player, which is not something that I felt confident in saying um, at That's the beginning not a bad of lock thing, though. He isn't, like, to be exactly. fair, with, with his roster, he doesn't have to be a carry player, though. He no, there's there's metas where he might need to be. And yeah, there's meta, yeah, right. There is. Like, the thing is, like, think about this way, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's say, let's go with MSK's take that. So, like, do you really see Fudge going up against uh, Wonder, Naguri, Khan, Xiaohu. I can keep going on with this list. It's it's scary. No, no, Flandre, of course not. Flandre. There's like, a guy Morgan. Uh, <laughs> what what any top laner can besides Alfari? Not not besides Alfari. I I think impact. impact impact holds. Impact's done it. Impact's and that's done. my question. If you if you take every NA top laner and replace him with Fudge, does the series against TL look different? Um, and you could say the, that, yes, it does for the bottom three to four top laners, but mm -hmm. I would argue that Impact, I guess not Someday anymore, but I, before the series that we saw against CSM, I would say Someday was up there. Um, I would say Huni would have been just uh, fine I don't as want well. to write off Someday. I really don't because I really feel that Zix is not playing to – even Huni in the interview said that Someday played really well and they didn't really play around the guy. I, yeah. honestly, I I'm, He did I'm, play well. Imagine being behind on Jace, getting a triple kill, and still pushing out side lanes. What else more can you do at that point? And right. What else more can you right. do? I really think it's a coaching situation because 
How do you have a cohesive four and all you have to do is plug in one guy, you remove something, something's dysfunctional, and I'm I'm gonna stand by it because the guy is like I feel like he's in a trap hole. And I'm not trying to give him an excuse, but you could even see it in the games. It's like like they're playing desperate. That's not how hundred thieves was well hunt well, I call them guardians. Hundred no. guardians. Hundred <laughs> guardians. Uh, <laughs> like, this is where this is where if you were catching it earlier, Warren, we actually ran down how like closer and someday are on different islands. Uh, this team, perhaps from the from the coach's impact on how the team thinks about the game, there's a point where hundred thieves just doesn't appear to agree how to play the game. Exactly. Um, and that's where you that's where you end up with someday doing you know mo- moderately well on on the Jace, but the team's not dropping resources to him. Wards, heralds, gold. <sighs> Um, ganks, and so you have what should be a split push strategy that should be dumpstering on a nar. But here we are. But so. I, I will, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. You guys are right. Like it's ridiculous me to just write him off. But I will say that he didn't play lane well at all in any of these games. He was like, getting, he wasn't he, like he, as you guys said, uh, Blabber was camping for Fudge. Speaker was camping for Hooney too. But he was up there quite a bit, and then and one of the yeah, but closure was up there too. I I just think that I I remember watching like the I, I don't have Pro View, so I can't tell for sure. But there are right. many trades that he was taking that were just bad. So oh, his build path the was bad. Remember the TP he did on the scrying orb? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, on the no, well you can't TP on a scrying orb, but I know no, what no. you mean. You, he was envisioning something, and then he tried TPing away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it just like his build path as well as his um. Decision making in team fights really left a lot to be desired, particularly because they mm-hmm. wanted to play through him. And so I have to criticize him for that series. Maybe you're right. I, I it's ridiculous for me to give Fudge credit over one series and then take away credit for someday over one series. Um, to me, they're around the same uh, level right now. If I had to take two, I think that weak side player wise, Fudge is actually a better player than someday right now at uh, at this moment in time. And, and I now, don't know why that is. Let's talk about Cloud Nine. So, as you guys already know, TSM knocked out a hundred thieves. They're done. Uh, fix all your issues on hundred thieves, and I'll see you next summer. All right. So, Cloud Nine <laughs> in a new mid ended up defeating Team Liquid. They are the first finalists of the LCS twenty twenty one Spring Split. Cloud Nine. They took out Team Liquid. Oh, so what, what did you guys think about uh, beating Team Liquid? Predicted it. I got both series right. This yo, yo, yo. yo I also winning. called the 3-1, by the way. I think I did, too. I, I think I, I, I might have called the 3-2. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an NA delusionist. I got, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, got, yeah. I got this series wrong, but I got EU right. So, um, <laughs> you got you all called, you right. called Mad Lions to beat Hell, G2? He did. Yeah, he actually did. You I was are... Like, a prophet. This guy's an actual prophet. You're a fucking psychopath. You know what I just say? You know, Mad Lions might just be G2 script tonight because they did it before and they did it again. Yeah, that, right. I, I still think G2 is going to be fun. I think Shulk and Mad Lions are just holding hands on their way to like beat up. Dude, I, that, if you want to see, if you want to analyze a draft, that is a fun draft to analyze with how. Before we get to LEC, oh, yeah. I want you guys, Um, what did you guys think about Cloud9 beating Team Liquid? I don't know if there's much here to um, really dissect. It's what, it's what I told you the last week. I said. And when we did the breakdown, it's gonna come down to if one team beats the other, I either I'm gonna go down to preparation. I'm really gonna go down to preparation because I didn't I, I I was expecting a banger of the series. I was I, we finally yeah, just, it was no, nah, it's Park Stiff, man. It like was, this, yeah. It, well, Perk Stiff and the bot lane one. It was mostly Cloud Nine just beating the shit out of TL. It was not close at all. And the like the honestly, I'm just so excited because 
we finally get to see the perks that we've been waiting for. You know, like yeah, for so fucking long, dude. Playoff perk of it. Honestly, we're just taking Blabber's play for granted because it just every single series he just does this. Yeah, and he's just he is smurfing on this entire league. And if he doesn't win MVP, I don't know if MVP was announced yet. But if he doesn't win MVP, I'm going to be so livid. You should get it's it. It's not even close. Yeah. All right. And so, uh, oh, no, I one, one extra point I got, I got to yeah. make. Yeah. Please, someone. Send Core JJ fucking help, dude. This guy <laughs> yep. is trying so hard. I I don't care what people say. He's still diffing Vulcan. Okay, like uh, he's playing out of his mind in these team fights, trying it's his crazy, best. To... Vulcan's actually pretty good, but Core JJ's just the better player. He's yeah. Tactical is finding every way to int the team Tactical. fights and. Tactic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I would say that this series came down to the fact that Core JJ couldn't, Core JJ and Alfari were not enough to carry, and Perks just has a champion Ocean at this point. He he just you can't draft against him right now yeah, because yeah. he can play ADCs better than everyone. Remember what Perks said: you can gank me, but you can't kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah good, good, good luck. Any team beating that mid jungle for Cloud Nine. Just good oh. fucking luck. In NA. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. NA. Hey, oh. that, that, that's a so- thing is, that's also a very solid mid jungle to bring internationally. It's true. Yes, that's true. I can't that's wait true. to see Blabber internationally. He could be a profit. Let's I, not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is, I think he's going to be great mechanically, right? But I think just his aggressiveness is going to confuse the fuck out of like a lot of Korean teams. They're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're not supposed to in- interact with me until 20 minutes. I don't know what you're doing. Listen, Korean maybe, not LPL. <laughs> for for, for oh years, God, for years I've literally said that Blabber is the NAMLXG. You never know what it this is. guy is going to do. He could be M- <laughs> he's MLXG one day, and then one day he's MLXD. So, like, I, I stand to that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. All right, guys. So Cloud9 takes down Team Liquid in our series. And now we are in finals weekend, guys. Who wins the LCS 2021 spring split? But we have to predict the matches first. The first matchup on Saturday for the LCS 2021 midseason showdown is Team Liquid taking on TSM. Who do you get after that? That's an easy question. Don't even bother going to me. All right. I'm 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 going to my team. My boy Jensen's (laughs) going to get his revenge against Cloud9 to get to the finals, but then get destroyed in the finals. I'm going to say Team Liquid win 3-1. I'm I'm gonna say Team Liquid win three zero because if TSM is the same team as they were this um, series, they shouldn't win any uh, games. But I, I I'm just I hoping that the, the right TL shows up. I don't know. I got something to say actually. Go E1? ahead. E1? No, no. I, I want Ravioli and I, you can leave me for last. Fine. E1. Who are you predicting for TL versus TSM? Who's gonna face Cloud Nine? EO. Um. Eo, I forgot Eor. Why do you think Eor for? I'm thinking of Lord Lord of the Rings. I think you keep saying E1, and I'm just like wrong. He did. He did say E1. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Negative guess. Right? Was it? Was it a uh, TSM versus C9? TSM versus Team Liquid. Oh. I really want to have faith in Jat that he's going to get them to get their get TL together and and knock TSM out like three one. But it's it's still kind of scary where TL is at right now. They Can I have... force you to answer where that one game comes from, dude? Is it oh. off of just a speak of smite steel? Is that like where you're Actually, going? Actually, that's not a bad Because, like, <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I, there's no objective way that I look top lane. 
Then I look mid lane. Then I look jungle. And then I look bot lane. Where does TSM win? It makes no sense, but they keep and getting they away with the previous best of five or TL won pretty convincingly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm gonna go ahead and predict the TSM three one. Oh, Oh, no. But like, what? What? Ravi, you're not Warren. You can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what I what is... <laughs> Give me a good reason, man. I, I need an actual reason here. What Why? The... What right. happened? What All happened? Right. All right, now we have what TSM happened? Ravioli. Oh, now we have to give you over to the dark side. Now you're not Ryan, Cloud9 Ryan anymore. You. <laughs> you're not even going to predict a 3-2. You're going to predict a 3-1. 3-1. Name a three. Hold on. First of all, name a 3-2 series this entire tournament. Okay, but you can't just predict the score for the prediction of the score, <laughs> oh, man. Totally. Oh, where's the analysis? Give me a chance. Give me a fucking chance. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not good analysis, but it's analysis. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh my god. Here's he, wants, he wants El Classico. He wants Cloud Nine versus TSM of the finals. No, no, no. no. Like here's, here's the thing. I just TL is just I see them for like their performances have been going down and down and down since basically the midpoint of the season i see them as getting worse and worse and worse and tsm i just feel like they've been on more of an upswing also it seems like tsm as a team and organization has a tendency to just throw it all together in losers brackets since we've had them to make these runs i like poe over jensen as a mid laner in a in a uh, elimination best of five, I feel like we've I've this season I've just seen Poe carry more games than Jensen. I think you get him on Azir, he can absolutely win some games. I and yeah, that's basically what it is. I just it also just comes to just a gut shot. I don't, I just don't like the way TL's. I don't like the way TL's looking right now. Okay, Warren. I, I told you it's not good analysis. It's not good. I I agree that TL has gotten worse. I just don't see where. I'll I'll give you the the the, the Jensen points. I will give yeah, you that point. L- listen, 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 listen. Sometimes you just gotta go with your gut. <laughs> All right. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Quality league analysis here, guys. All right, Warren. You um, fucking piece of shit. Uh, you're just a hater. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Also, I wanted to steal Warren's thunder. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, thanks. That's hey. actually the most disrespectful part about your entire segment. <laughs> yeah. uh, Yo, MSK, mute this guy. Listen, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, can enjoy, you can enjoy the dark side as much as you can be real. Um, so here's my here's my thing. So, um, like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I want to say three one because one Hooney. What what has Hooney done so far? Right in his career, he's not won. in. Oh, his career. Oh, that's a long. <laughs> he's won LCK. He's won EU. This guy wants to win NA. That is an accomplishment to win three domestic titles, and and it feels like the or like he's on some. He's on like some. I don't know, kangaroo dust, some Asian dust. I don't know what he's on, but he's on something because he definitely wants to win it, right? And l- we saw the last time he got close. Um, I think his performances have been well. His champion pool has been has been um, putting him on Nocturne as a feast or famine, putting him on Jason. He's performed. So um, it's not like Hooney can't carry. 
So I think that's a, I think, and Alfari even gave him the nod saying, you know, this guy is a good laner and I, and I respect him and I think he's a good player. I rank him second. So to me, to get praise from that guy is, is good. I, I would take it if I was a top laner. Uh, PoE's been super consistent. I I think you're going to need to have Speaker pop off, believe it or not. If Speaker pops off, like I, I think he has one of the best Nidalees in NA, personally. I really I really do. Um, we saw it in the series against when he stole. <laughs> he, he killed someone and stole Baron. That was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. But um, Botling, I'm going to give the Botling to Lawston because Lawston... In most of the games, it's Jensen that popped off in this last series. It wasn't tactical. So if they could just put, if they can hold Jensen down and not let him get like I don't know, go four, five, zero, and one, I, I'm gonna. That's where I have it leaning more towards um, TSM. And uh, Poe has played different picks. He's not only played the control mages, um, so he's he's actually showed that he can play things. People forget that he played a Lucian game and won in the lock-in. You know, that's what I find hilarious when I hear he's just a small champion pool and he could only play Oriana and Sandra. No, idiots. He's a professional player that holds a thousand LP in Challenger. Do you really think the guy can't play other champions? Like, stop that narrative. So that's where I see it. Plus, <laughs> I personally would like to, as a fan watching, I would guarantee if TSM made the finals, we would have close to 200,000 people watching. And that would bring back the also the, the to people watching on a broadcast level because you got the two top orgs back at it again. And whoever wins loses, it's going to be bragging rights. It's a lot of things behind it too. So that's why I want to see it personally also, too. I wanted to bring up, they're going to play on stage this week actually. Who do you think is going to be a better stage team? I throw if you want to actually if you actually want to really pose that question of who'd be better on stage, we can go like lane by lane on that because Alfari versus Fudge, give it to Alfari. Uh Spica versus Blavis? We have Alfari versus Huni because they're going for TSM versus TL. Oh it's TSM, my bad, my bad. It's all good. Yeah. So if you're on stage, who do you think versus... on stage be playing better? That's the thing. Yeah, too, TL, like... TSM, so it's Huni, Huni Alfari, right? That's 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 equal. Santorin over Speaker by equal? like a bit. Well, on, on stage here, because it's Huni versus Alfari there, and they're not going to have an audience, right? Hmm. Am I am – I, I'm, I'm not too sure. Them. I'm not too sure. They said it's going to be actually sort of stronger, but that's – <laughs> I mean – they said oh, we're, we're, just talk, we're just talking like nerves on stage. I would give Alfari like the lead in terms of like him versus Huni for sure, based on you know if the matchup you know leads to it, like whatever champs come into play. But like, like it might be a bit easier for TL because they do have three players that were at Worlds last year playing together on a world stage. Yeah, that's they, the difference they, Yeah, their stage experience would lay, leave them far more um stable for that. Loss mm -hmm. could just choke up hard and you know, just shit the bed. Um and speaking maybe a bit, I mean, he get to, they did get to go to Worlds last year, but that didn't look too good. I mean, um, he was the best performing from last world. He was, he was, but we don't want to talk about that. that was... Neither do I. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so it, it's one of these things where, because remember, because before we get 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 to EU after the finals prediction with Cloud Nine, when these players in, in EU got back on stage, they looked like they were scared out of their, out of their fucking beds. They looked like they didn't know what to do. Some of these players, when you saw the cams, they were so scared. I felt yeah. so bad for them. Like, like SK, for instance. Oh, my God, man. So, like, 
I think TL will be better, especially on, on the stage. And I'm saying TL 3-1. So, like, we're, now we're going to the finals, right? We have to predict it two different ways. So there's two different teams that, 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 that could be in there. So, if if TSM win against Team if TSM win against team Liquid and face Cloud9, who wins? Uh, you know, you're just a, just a right, silly Lauren, answer. That you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. we, we should go reverse order this time. Warren. Okay. All right. So, realistically and being realistically, C9 should win. But I'm gonna root for TSM. I, I'm I'm saying C9 should win. I'm not an idiot. Sorry, TSM fans, but it's I'm not a moron. T, uh, C9 should win personally because perks we've seen perks at finals domestically, and somehow he has the Houdini magic. And I think that since he's been back in mid lane and he's had a, a ton of games to get back, this is the perks that's having fun, that's laughing, that you see, that's like he's back in what he prefers to play. So. I'm going to give it to C9, and if I had to, it'd be a 3-1. I, I just don't see TSM not getting one win, at least. I mean, it's 3-9, C9 would win that final. I, for me, if, T uh, if Cloud9 and TSM face each other, I think it'd be 3-2 Cloud9. If, T if they face TL again, I think it's just going to be a 3-1 again. Interesting. I, I'm going... Uh, honestly, I look at... T if, it, if we're going TSM versus Cloud9... I I don't see a single lane where TSM is stronger than Cloud9. I don't think they work as cohesively as Cloud9. But you see That's lanes it. where Team Liquid is weaker than TL. I mean TSM. Besides I, Power I, of Evil, I think I think uh, I think it's mostly going to be dysfunction, in my opinion. That's fair. Anyway. Cloud9 is too strong of a unit right now. They're peaking at the right time. If they fight, they face the TSM in the finals, uh, it's going to be 3-0 Cloud9. If it's TL, it'll be 3-1. The reason why I said 3-2 TSM for uh, the Cloud9 series was because they haven't faced TSM all of, the, of this playoffs so far. Yeah, I don't. I, I understand that. I just don't think it matters. Also... Mm. I just want to point out something. Bjergsen was in the LPL watching the games for Sooning versus t Top Esports. So I'm sure he was looking at those drafts and getting taking notes for what's... Because, like, what did I say, Ravioli, about Varus? Varus was played so far five times in LPL. Don't be surprised if they pop out Varus. Varus poke is... Free low against right. Says low key really, really right. strong. Varus I've, been, I've, been, I've been on that for a month, man. So, I just, yeah. Give me a Zerus support. And... Me too. Like, don't be surprised if Varus pops up and, and beats Tristan's and becomes the power pick for the series. Just don't but be surprised. He's not going to be picked mid. You don't think Power of Evil is going to be playing Varus mid? Right? Oh, no. Varus mid is not going to happen. <laughs> oh, no, not I know you're all about the shampoo, not Varus. I don't need that in my solo queue games. You better fucking hope that doesn't happen. No, because if mid, it, if it does and it happens in my solo queue games, I am holding you responsible. Yeah. Um, okay. And if it happens bot, it's actually really bad for them, in my opinion. Because if you're putting Lost on Varus, he's going to need to be like giga uh, ahead in lane in order to make that shit work. Like the whole point is that you want to be able to po out poke the enemy right. team. And I don't think All Lost right. has it. So Oh, uh, it was Kofta and E1, right? 3 0 or 3 2, depending on if they played DSM or DL. Oh my god, I love It's I love E or so what's wrong? How did I know that? I only seen the guy twice. I'm gonna kick you in the nose. Like. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, dude. Two vowels. <laughs> EO 120. Grazie, Padre. There you go. There you got it. All right, dude. You think C9's winning the finals weekend? 
Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- <laughs> three, one. I don't care who they face. Oh, shit. Damn. I'm going to clap them hard. Oh, I think it's going to be 3 0 if it's TSM 3 2. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Perk just pulls out like just the Gigabuster Blade and just destroys. <laughs> Gigabuster Blade. <laughs> he activates his dual wield some, some fucking cloud <laughs> shit on a 30 Seconds to Mars music video and just ruins lives. <laughs> <laughs> If you, know the, if you know the music video I'm talking about, that's. I that, want to yeah. see Perks on a fucking Azir in his current state. That's what I want to see. Mm. All right, so now we're gonna do LEC. Ooh, baby! All right, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I was not able to watch LEC because of Easter weekend. It was held at my house, and I have been working a fuck ton these past couple days. I was not able to watch LEC. And as such, I have no authority to speak on literally anything you guys are about to talk about. That's fair. It was a fun time. You should watch it. It was. was, Yes, yes. There's a lot of good stuff. Yes, I I will watch it for next week. I will. I promise. I'm just in peak season at work right now. I'm working 12 plus hours a day. No, that's you're absolutely. Fired. That's fine. That's fine. Fair. Yeah, fair. But, uh, ooh, baby. I, I called it. Oh, <laughs> yep. baby. See you guys. <laughs> G2's going to end up winning it, though. See you guys. Nope. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. So, where do we begin? So, the LEC 2021 Spring Split Playoffs Round two kicks off uh, also round two and three played through this past weekend Schalke upset fanatic fanatic will not be in the finals nor even make third place this split then rogue ended up beating uh Schalke then you also had g2 losing to mad lions and the loser semis will be g2 versus Rogue. we had a lot of interesting games to talk about so i think most people want us want to talk about and shut off fanatic so i think we should save that one because that's uh, all right, yeah. first of all, so let's, let's talk Down about with so the old guard. And people definitely want to talk about G2. So we'll save the best for last. Let's talk about Shaka. How did Shaka perform? Well, how, do, how, how did you guys think Shaka performed for this week, actually, for this past weekend? I think since they went on that um, winning streak that had that do or die, that they had to win the games and to make it in playoffs in such a crunch time, and they overperformed. Considering who they went up against, they took they they should be they almost beat G two, and I think that wore them out too. Um, I think they, they should have beat G two. Yeah. They should have beat G two, and Broken Blade solidified himself as a top three top laner in EU. I personally think so. Had that guy in my all had that guy in my all pro team. <laughs> that he got he got developed by TSM and is going over the EU and shitting on people. No, um, no, no. Abadage, that man was good. Warren, I'm gonna let you finish, but Broken Blade was forged in the fires of Turkey. Went over to NA to know what trash looked like and came back to Europe to dominate. Right. Warren, um, back to you. Um Abadage, I think I think if Schalke personally I think Schalke needs a ADC that wants to dominate lane. Neon is fine, but I feel like if you had, like, imagine if Schalke had Kabe instead of Neon. Uh, maybe you'd have a more stable individual out of Kabe because he's quite he's quite a stable ADC, I could say. Yeah, and I would I would game. I would contend Neon's the, uh, would appear, especially in the playoffs, as the weakest part of Schalke. I'll, right. I'll get yeah, true. Like right. people, people are like they try to overrate Neon. I think they literally got bot gapped every game against G two, but they did so well outside of lane. People were just like, no, they're fine. No, they literally no, lost I'm every not. single laning phase right. except for that one game they played Vayne on. 
was like one game they played Vane, they did well. So my my issue with Shulk is actually just Neon. If he could play as well as he does in team fights in lane, they'd be a much better team. They could have actually beaten Rogue, but well, you know, let's be honest here. You have to be clutch in EU to win, actually. Um, what about Warren, Matt Lyons? Warren, finish your point. Warren, do you uh, want to finish your point? Yeah, but so like I feel like I would not I would say that Schalke, don't be surprised if Schalke makes worlds next year. This this summer. I would not be surprised. Oof. I you don't think Fnatic is improving at all. I mean, if, if Shaka makes worlds, then you're saying that Fnatic doesn't improve, right? Like, Ooh, you're not saying hot take. You're already a profit. I mean, let's well, be predicted let, now. It's I, the same I mean, right I, now. mean I, I almost predicted like Shaka almost put through the miracle run there. And let's be honest, Whippo got kind of dumpstered by uh, Broken Blade. Like let's be and Bipo's considered second best to wonder, right? And some guy from NA that had a zero six world <laughs> appearance is is bodying you. You gotta ask yourself like, what's going was, on in the He was fanatic. developed by TSM, you know. Well, we'll, he was again, developed we'll, by TSM. We're gonna talk about that later. Um I just feel that like what what when they got Broken Blade and Abadaga together, you guys have to remember that they were from Royal Bandits. They played together, so they know that's why they got those two back together. They were in the TCL before they came to EU and NA. And that is, and we've even seen that in the NBA where when friends play together, they play much better. That's just the way it's working nowadays. And that's how Ward's gotta gotta think about. So I think if they made a bot upgrade, they're a top, they can make worlds. I really do. I think Schalke is on the up. They're not on the down. They overperformed. All right. So uh, my my t- I'll just give my quick take on it. Two seconds is okay. I always thought that the entire split the Shalka was the one team in LEC besides G two that really had a clear play style, which is play through top and have a counter pick, um, uh, heavy top side and play through Broken Blade and play through Esprio, and the way that they drafted, you have to give them props against Fnatic. They figured out Fnatic inside and out um the series the darius pick was absolutely fantastic um and i i I don't know how replicable it is for them to keep doing this Uh, so i'm not gonna uh, get too high on them but i i give them made major props um in terms of coaching and draft I have a plus awesome. one to you on that one, actually, because uh, uh, Schalke, Dylan Falco, and them, they had a whole week to prep up for Fnatic to just, you know, just ruin, ruin. Oh, so good. I, I contend that if they'd have had a full week, they could have beaten Rogue. They would have beaten I think I think they would have beaten, well, I mean, I, I beaten Rogue, and that would have actually, like, crested it, because I think well, Rogue's been... So Rogue's what, been go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, what is Rogue's issue for you guys? Because for me, it's like fucking ridiculous you have a mid laner this good and you keep doing this every single split Ansama does some ape shit I don't know what happened since Vander Ansama is not good right this split like, like, I think Hansama. Not even Hansama my, my bad wrong player I'm sorry guys are gonna watch this not Hansama Trimby that guy is trash <laughs> I think he got overhyped did they find him in the fucking Atlantic Ocean and then in the dumpster bin next to EU holy shit this guy sucks this, this is actually fresh. bad this is what this is what I go back to where I say the best of ones make like if if we're on paper and you look at best of ones right Rogue should mm. be in the finals right yeah but they're almost there hey they're almost there 
Yeah, they're not gonna make it. Hey, they're almost there. They got, Personally, they got third place. That, that's almost finals, right? They're one away. I, I think they need to just stop playing towards bot lane and play towards mid and top. Leave that shit alone. Leave those two on an island because I'd rather <laughs> well, like yes, yes, but no. I mean, the thing the thing is that I don't think we've ever actually had any clear metas. Well, not even just metas. There's never been a meta that Rogue has also decided to play very clearly early on in the game through Larson because Larson's always been on like much more control, except for the ADCs that he's brought out, which Rogue has had relative success on this year in the best of ones and during the regular season. But uh, like when you think of Larson, you think of he's just another like POE frog in, you know, control mage mm-hmm. uh, type of player. And he's he is good. Like he is what top two top three mid laners in eu like bar none um mm-hmm. but there's just something about where rogue is like you're, you're really okay with them being top two in, in playoffs but you're kind of looking at how the rest of these playoff teams are just growing and doing stuff like shulke is more exciting to watch and to see grow and become better um and that's where i, I really think that if dylan falco bb gilius they all had a week to study the tape and get a plan for rogue they could match if not make that like a proper five game series and really make you wonder like who's actually like you know top who who gets that third spot because right now the top two at least without playoffs will end up is mad lions or g2 um or mad lions is top two obviously and then yeah. whoever wins between rogue or g2 is going to be a top two obviously as well but very obvious things um and and i think like and the funniest thing for for running on this like who would be a better number three <laughs> uh, between Rogue or Shulke, I would want to give it to Shulke on account of I think, and we saw, and I think we saw this on the second round robin when Rogue had their second game against uh, uh, G two. They had, I think, and I'm ready to see this uh, this weekend. I think Rogue and Larson specifically have a massive mental block against G two, and this weekend might actually be a giant disappointment for Rogue. Some hot takes, right? And then you also have to think with uh, Odawamne choking really hard. In that best of five they played, I think it was it was the last week, right? Yeah, and with the cannons. It, yeah, it's so funny. They have almost similar records that they have with Finn, and because Finn was the problem. Think about that. It's a similar record they had in summer last year, and they still dropped down. Think about that take right there. And you got Oda Wamne is supposed to be so much better. Suck my asshole. Why? Why not? <laughs> we do right now. What the hell? We open it up. I'm just uh, Rogue, yeah, but Rogue was never even top two during regular season last year with uh, with um with Finn. No, they were they were summer. Remember they got Some, first place. They got auto, they got, auto qualified. Yeah, yes. they had to get first. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But outside no, no. of that, like, I just I just don't think Finn ever like felt good. Like, and that's a very weak take. Like, because Finn and Aroma, I would mix their names up just because, like, oh great, the two rookie teams that are contending with the old guard got top laners that are less <laughs> less than mentionable, and then he was like, Odo, I'm gonna come in. Like, I'm about it. He's got a good long name in history and. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so because he's him and Cabochar were just like the top planners out of EU with Soaz uh, before Bwipo came along. Where it's like, yeah, they can contend internationally. It would seem. I, why does Cabochar not have a team? But Odawamne does. Like I'm just Cabochar Oda retired. Yeah, Cabochar br- brought out the Chogat, ate some Koreans, and retired. <laughs> End of story. Because he's eating a baguette right now. All mm. right, so uh, we also have Mad Lions. Mad Lions took down G2. Mad Lions finally that make a final. Was- what's crazy in eu's history since i've been watching even from the other other teams alliance has made a final misfits did shalka did 
and Splice did all the way back in 2016. So it's only been like four different teams throughout East history that have ever made different finals, counting before G2 came in when Fnatic would obviously beat the other teams. But so yeah. pretty much post-G2 era, there's only been like three different teams that have yeah. made finals. That's we crazy. Are- Fnatic is dead and G2 versus Fnatic's on a Fnatic's dead. I don't care. I don't care. They would have to blow up that. Fnatic needs to get a full rebuild because, as and we can jump into this later because I I think they're problem. There are significant problems quite everywhere. I I I saw it. I paused. Um, (laughs) but the Mad Lions versus the Mad Lions versus G2, the series that we saw, just kind of leaves you going like. Either G two need to need to hit that extra gear that we are all expecting out of them, um, mm-hmm. or or uh, or Mad Lions is about to basically be saying, "Hey, G two is quite beatable, and we have all risen to them." Or the what do you uh, think? Re- what is your take? I, uh, it, it's where uh, uh, I, I I don't I expect- think I believe it at all yet. No, I, believe, <laughs> so. I believe I believe G two will win, but I'm but I'm not. I'm not sitting on that 99 to one ratio. Like I, like I was like two weeks ago. It's like G2 are going to win. Now it's like, I want to see this again. Like I want to see the Mad Lions G2. Join the church of Warren, man. Join the church of Warren when it comes to. I right click on your face and it only says copy image. I really want to mute you. I I just think to myself, (laughs) what are the chances that wonder loses lane that hard again? Oh, I th- I heard of Wonder on. But he's been playing Alex, bad. Though. Like, no offense, I love G two, but they've been playing bad. Like, the only player that's looked really good was Reckless. Ah, uh, like I thought Wonder looked especially bad. Mm. I don't know. He's if the looked bad team. both these best of fives. He's looked pretty bad. Yeah, like, no, he, I agree. Yankos, uh, he's old. His, Yank, Yankos is an old man. I don't know what he does. He fucking goes outside and feeds birds. I don't know dirt or some shit. Caps, he's looked okay, but not like the cast we know. Reckless to me has been their only good player throughout. He, he's been the only reason why they've been winning games too. Reckless I, doesn't change, but the rest of the team very ma- way very may well some version. <laughs> I Yankos pointed this out on in an interview where they actually don't have a leader, a, a very clear, distinct leader like mm-hmm. they did with Perks before. And Reckless is not that guy. Reck- Reckless is Mister Consistent, and you know, yeah, he even said he didn't like all that pressure when he was on Fnatic last the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's yeah. not. He's not that guy. He's Mister Consistent. He's you know, he's that guy. So, so it's kind of where like if if uh, if Matt Lyons beat G two and it looks like a very like a game of even inches, then you start asking the question of like uh, granted like Perks had his own decision if he wanted to leave, but did G two fuck up getting like letting him go or or anything like because it's it because you can definitely have the mechanical upgrade in the bot lane where Reckless would clearly be a better ADC to Perks mm-hmm. based on pedigree based on history and stuff like that, but the it factor that Perks provides. It, it almost makes you want to go like, sure, like G2 wins LEC and goes to MSI, but then you have this, you know, Perks versus G2 grudge match, and you kind of have to ask the question of, does Perks elevate his team out, um, Fudge included? <laughs> Fudge included. Like, and that's, this is the crazy, this is the crazy yeah, element of these narratives. Yeah. Of going the thing like, is, I can, I can't, you're right. I can't literally, even looking at the matchups to matchup, be like okay caps is probably better than person the mid lane yeah. specifically perks, perks would admit that too fudge mm-hmm. is literally just like a child going into the nba versus wonder mm-hmm. um yankos and blabber actually think blabber actually has that's, the edge personally that's that's um, blabber edge actually yankos yeah. is a monster you can get your old man metaphors out of here msk yeah, yeah. i think i think <laughs> reckless is better than sven and i think that uh vulcan is comparable to mickey so you're right it does get kind of close 
It, and it, I can it, never it, it count out, even though it happened man. in a lock-in tournament, even though if Perks lost the lock-in tournament, no one that was a fudge gap if I've ever seen it. No, no, no. Five, that was, you, could, you could throw fudge gap on the lock-in tournament. The reality is that Perks have been there for less than a week. Most of the teams, yeah. um, the lock-in tournament is just a preseason show. It's not yeah, a crit- the only. T- the only, yeah, the lock and scrim. I, I like you. I like Warren, you. Warren, oh my okay, God. You're, you're un- <laughs> Warren, Warren, you're unmuted now. I like you. Um, but, but, Wait, we can but, give TSM fans privileges here, dude. The, what are you doing? Well, well, the only team you could actually reasonably evaluate back in lock and tournament was like 100 Thieves because it was four out of five of the same team members. That was the only team you could reasonably evaluate. CLG was losing it. GG was a brand new uh, rookie roster. Uh, FlyQuest had uh, visa issues as well. Centaurin wasn't there until like near the end of the actual tournament. Perks had only been in for a week, and they almost didn't get them in as well for visa issues. So like lock in is just a fun mm-hmm. show. So yeah, you can have your sure. you can you can do lane lane matchup evaluations is about all the value you could probably get out of that, or just seeing mm-hmm. in, initial synergies and saying like, oh, where is the peak? talent of this of this roster when they like you know they hit that one game like in solo queue where it's oh i have five randos and we're actually on the same page about how to play this game (laughs) finally god um go ahead go ahead yeah no well i i feel that like a take i guess you could say is that like um perks for g2 was like sword art for sooning because sooning wasn't mm-hmm. the same since Sword Art left. No. And and G2 playoffs since Perks left hasn't been the same. So we're seeing the value of the veteran leadership. Of, because people, I found people are just Reddit people and people, and I don't know. It's like, wow, this guy is 23 years old. He's old. He sucks. <laughs> I hate that dumb, dumb, dumb ass narrative. Nah. Because Core JJ is like 25 and still clapping on people that's like trying to get into the god gilius god gilius just off fanatic right yeah it's very i've seen i've seen too many i've seen too many old people in their sports esports and otherwise where they're still monsters like there was this 40 year old that won gold medal and um in the x games for skateboarding because he'd been in the game forever then you have hiko over in 100 thieves with steel uh and valorant who they they took the first strike tournament are still like contending as like a top five Mm -hmm. in a valorant team um and we're kind of seeing similar things in League of Legends for how old some of these players are getting. Um, and those that just want to stick around and are still competitive. Depends on how passionate they are about the game. Oh, yeah. It always comes down to that. Work, it comes yeah. down to the... I, and I how like the orgs are handling, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because And, and yeah. the weathered element that I, I think is a good uh, vocabulary word that LS has brought in to sort of factor in how... Mm-hmm. Um, how capable they are of growing or getting better and stuff like that. But the or one just, thing they've been I wanted in, to... They've been to uh, in the one thing I wanted to bring up this past week and these past weekends we've had for the LEC 2021 Spring Street playoffs is these guys are playing on stage. Actually look at how they look at the cameras when they're playing on the stage. These guys are playing, some teams are playing better on stage and some are, some are just playing worse. Remember, some teams made the transition to playing online better than others and then also vice versa. Now we're seeing yeah. some teams transition better from playing online to the stage. Now, you would think the veteran rosters like Fnatic will just talk about just a moment, guys. I know you guys don't hear about Fnatic. We're gonna roast them. Well, I, I, I got one thing with the G two mad when you. It's like them. Yeah. I do too. It, uh, it, 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 it's like they haven't played on stage in so long. So you, is this just quote unquote stage nerves? Nah. No, no, I'm not giving G two an excuse. You want to know why? These motherfuckers have wait, been the world. About G2, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about G two or Fnatic? All the teams. All the teams. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, okay. okay. Well, in regards to G two. Because I hate that team, not because 
It's because when they use their flashes, I'm like, yeah, you motherfucker, now you want to use your flash. But anyway. Huh? <laughs> I, I'll explain that later. Anyway. Okay. um, I can't give them an excuse because they've been to semifinals. They've been, they've had, they even had that run in the gauntlet one time when they had to run the entire gauntlet when they still had that there. G2 have people with experience. I just can't give it to these people when it's, like when gra- oh grabs will that take that grabs have about oh well we don't want to burn him out motherfucker like these guys are twenty something years old they're not like running down a court or a soccer field or football or playing even baseball like you right. make it sound like you're they're doing some high intensity stuff like these are veteran players like who's on, who's on G two that's oh my god it's fool um <laughs> <laughs> I just want to fall out of my chair uh. Talking like, about America, G2 is America's team, man. This is America's turn, turn, team. Warren, <laughs> I, I, Warren, I have one ask. Just turn the camera on before you fall out of your chair. I don't want to see that. Shit. Uh, oh, no. You're, you're, you're never going to see me anytime soon. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a cam. I'll send you a cam. Like, like, fucking sacrificing people in his fucking bathroom um, and cutting up their human but, body parts. I, but, uh, yeah, I just feel like their experience is, like, on that, like, considering Yankos from H2K. And, like, if, if we just experience, like, you can't give this like I can give a team SK more more leeway because they they're literally it was literally treats with rookies than I can give to G2. Like but the issue here is like you they might have the experience, but you still get nervous playing on big stages though. That nerves aren't just something that'll just go away no matter how much experience you have. You know, so yeah, they do. Well, they do. They do? I, I have a very clear reason for why G2 lost against Mad and it has mm-hmm. one I think it's like literally 90 ton draft. G2 after you're done. Yeah, draft. Um, I don't know why they were I, like you guys were saying that everyone on G two was playing bad besides Reckless. I don't believe that's true because they literally about played the Karma. Karma. ADC they went. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Like, so why why is Reckless playing? I mean, he's literally playing support for Caps, right? Like that's how this game is going. Um, I just don't think they had the right read at all. The only reason why that style works is because because of Seraphine. Like you can yeah. play Seraphine because she's just busted. I don't agree with the karma. Uh, yeah, the karma pick at all. Yeah, that, that I, was the game they threw away. Yeah, and and really. when I when I don't look at the karma pick and I look at everything else in isolation, where besides top lane did they get gapped? And what exactly was it macro wise that Mad Lions did? And I don't see it. I see I see a comp diff in a very, very difficult to execute team comp uh, on the side of G2, where it's a very standard team comp on the side of Mad Lions with uh, playing Jinx Rel or any type of hyper carry ADC. They have one damage dealer in caps uh, in, in th- these comps where Wonder doesn't get insanely far ahead. So they're just limiting their own options for winning. And I don't think that this happens next time that they play each other and i i think they were too pigeonholed in their like seraphine victory that they thought that oh wow we can just play any similar champion and it'll be fine and it wasn't until game three where they actually got off of that you know what i mean yeah. so I, I i don't know um here's here's the mindset that i would actually you had something you want to run in right warren Oh yeah, I can I can go after because I I, have, okay. I want to share my screen after, so it's fine. Okay, good. The thing that I would say, and I would almost it's it's I don't want to put a lot of uh, responsibility or any sort of thing on the social media team, but they kind of had their own meme coming into this, where it was either going to be like um, what was it going to be like 
03 or or 31 or something i forget what the meme was uh -huh. that g2 put on their twitter but i almost look at that and go like well if you actually have that as your mindset as a team I would almost say it's like, are they treating this match as like, we're going to ex play experimental um, quite a bit, um, but we're still going to aim to win it. Um, Cause I believe grabs is quite sincere in his tweets after the game where it's like, no, this really fucking sucked to lose. Um, we should have yeah. had this. And I think they, I, I, so I would almost suggest that they went down an experimental rabbit hole um, trying to see like, okay, on a competitive real, like real stage level, let's get Seraphine light and karma can this even feel like it's going to work and you know you could say it didn't i would almost contend that wonder is trying out top laners and <laughs> seeing if they're seeing if they could be end up viable because i i i still believe wonder is the top is is the best top laner in nlec and i would almost expect yeah, that by far there i expect them to come into rogue and rogue have the mental barrier that i mentioned earlier and g2 like no time to win Time to win, 3-0, clap out, let's go Mad Lions. Let's go to Mad. Like, I, I expect that. And if they don't, and if Rogue turns into a seriously competitive element, even if, like, if, if it looks bad on both sides of the rift, then I'm looking at it going, this G2 is, is getting very suspect in this, you know, presumed upgrade. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, my God, oh. it was oh, so hard watching that series. Like, his game one... Game one, they were actually winning. It was at this point during the game they threw it that they were in, in, in a choke point where they actually lost that game. It's it's like I don't know. People want to point by like Raptors or something. And Jinx there you go. That fire. one, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it's the other thing a lot of people brought up too is like certain teams can choke, but then again, that means you're not giving praise to the team that played better too. Like two things can happen at the same time. A team can be choking, but another team can also play well themselves too. You know. Um. So, I have a problem with their draft overall. It's just, I, I don't know what Grabs is on. First of all, Wonder, I remember, could play Aurelia. You know what the hardest counter to Nar is? Aurelia. And Jay. But the West and is allergic to Aurelia. No, 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 Aurelia is so bad now, right? In the, the mm. patch that they're playing. Um, no, Isn't Aurelia she's, just... she's, no, she's still fine. She still beat, if she gets ahead, once you get, um, um, Bork, you one kill. You beat that lane. It, they, they, they have to send people there. I don't get the Akali pick. Okay, and then let, let's go down this draft, right? So, why, why are you not? Why are you taking a Silas? I know you need AP, but like you should have. Why, why not save the counter pick for last? Like I just don't get that Silas pick. I like there's not. It's not like it's a TF you're taking because. You you normally take Silas to match TF or Rise because you want to match the global pressure. So I didn't get mid that. Yeah, mid that's lane. only for mid lane. Top right, lane Silas is good into Nar because you can steal the ult and then you're a better version of him. Yeah. You're, you're a better version, but how often have we seen Wonder play play this season? Not to like honestly the the okay so to me 2019 Creative G2 where where the the broadcast was just literally licking their scrotum and they're underneath their balls about everything. Like, he, you know, Caps can play, you know, Pike mid and Wonder can play, you know, Tarek top. Just just throwing that out there. Like, that died in 2019 after X FPX just said, you know what, take my load and swallow it. 
So like like they haven't been that that G two that's creative and they're they're just not the same. Like let's just be honest. And why the hell are you picking Trundle, bro? Like, that that like, pick was that pick was super suspect. Hey, hey. I was gonna say this fanatic did one better when they picked Lee Sin in one of their games. And Fuck. and then and then look at their comp. You you had a Lucian that has to run away from an Udir, a a a, a, a Rakan. Like like you're short range. Like you needed something long range. Like that that just doesn't make sense. Like something something's off. Like I don't. That's, that's them literally trying to run the Seraphine, Scion, Lucian, yeah, uh, comp right. again. Personally, and, I don't think that the the issue in the first game. I don't think was Silas. I think the issue was definitely the early Karma. Um, I think that was like the biggest issue. If you're gonna pick mm. Karma, you you need to make sure that you have enough damage, and it's like one of the later picks, I think. But um, I thought that Wonder fell super far behind the first game, and I gave him an excuse because there was a dive by Olaf, I believe, like the three minute dive. Like they dove turret, um, and they got a kill, and he missed like ten CS or something like that. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that that's fair. They're camping your lane. You're gonna fall really far behind on Silas. You're kind of doomed. The game, okay, wonder what is going on. Um, where he's on Gragas, and he, uh, I think he's on Gragas, right? What was the second game he played? Second game is Gragas, yeah. He gets yeah, tanked Gragas, and he he ended that game. Um, even his team fighting was really bad. Uh, and I was like, okay, now now that I'm really surprised as to what's going on again with the karma when you have an AP top laner makes absolutely no sense because now you're relying on one damage dealer in your entire comp and that's lucian um that's it's not gonna work i Um, like you needed evelyn here or something to like 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 you needed an evelyn that at least you have someone that can because like let's let's be honest if if you put an evelyn right there they're scared they can because you blow them up like but yankos is not that too much ap yeah they'd have too much ap You'd have to but, end up with like a something else for at least the top. Yeah, I think it's that it's, as we were saying, like Karma is just a bad pick. It's yeah, just, it is. I think it's objectively yeah. just bad. And if you replace that with any um, ADC, even like a Sivir would have been really good. And I that, would almost contest that all of us, including G2, learn that Karma is not a good substitute, even with the Groomstone no. combo to replace the Seraphine idea and having like because it's it's the same idea of having Fort having like you know. Um, Three tanks, a Lucian, and a you know a busted support, which should be Seraphine. Yeah, but like Reckless is never going to get to play that again at this rate. Yeah, because that the that comp when it was dove in hard with a Dylan Falco, Monte Cristo on SI, like they they, had, they all the discussion on items is like very negligible between either Leandri's or um or um uh, uh, Echoes. I forget the name of it. Um, yeah, the purple one. Like the 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 difference is not really there. Um, like you can have the contest, but it's just the math just apparently from Monty's research just is quite negligible. And so what Dylan Falco pointed out is that there were only like two points in the game where they should have played faster to win faster. Otherwise, as everyone learned in that game, that comp, that tanky ass comp actually outscaled a Jinx and Azir. Because of Seraphine. I want to yeah, make that exactly, very clear. Exactly, exactly, because exactly. of Seraphine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that specific comp scaled better than yeah. the two hyper hyperscaling <laughs> characters. Seraphine of, is not yeah. a not a balanced champion right now. Negative ghost rider. All right, no, All right guys. Now that we have those matches done, it's time to predict the LEC 2021 spring split winner. Who wins finals weekend? So you're gonna have G2 take on Rogue and whoever wins out of this match takes on Mad Alliance in the finals. I have Mad 3-1. Doesn't matter who. You're mad winning the whole thing? 
Yep, I think Humanoid has shown why he is the talent that came out of between Nemesis, um, Abadage. That guy has literally leveled up every split he's been in. Literally. I think he was the first to bring in the Ari to LEC, and I kept having an aneurysm about that. Right, right. <laughs> he's so, no caps. I think, we're gonna, I, I, I think we're gonna. I think we're we're gonna get Mad versus G two in the finals. I'm pretty. Yeah. No one's gonna. Yeah. If Rogue upset um, G two, yeah, but I, I'm predicting a three zero against Rogue. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I'm I don't. I Rogue. I will reemphasize it. I don't. I think Rogue, especially Larson, have a mental block against G two. What if Rogue? Yes, wins, and that, dude, I said this like, uh, oh, even last split and the split before that. I'm like, there's no way in hell I look at that particular matchup and i'm like there's no chance that rogue has to win uh because they're just stylistically a complete inferior team to g2 stylistically and like, player wise too like they just that's what i mean play. yeah and i think cool. we went to that like uh i had this clip about yankos ganking top lane uh against bipo um when bipo was playing yon or something and he's like intentionally taking an inefficient path because he understands that they have one game state in which they can win, right? Mm-hmm. Yankos is so good at taking away the enemy team's one winning. Like, uh, if they only have one uh, win con, Yankos is good at playing against that win con. That's like, you know, the Smithy type of uh, jungling that What's Yankos up, is known for. And unfortunately for Rogue, it's so obvious what they want to do, and that's play through Larson. And when you have Caps and Yankos on the other side, it's just not a win con that you can rely on. Yeah, they can't use their mid-jungle and muscle through G2's mid-jungle. It it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked all split long. It hasn't worked ever. Even when they played the best of five last year against G2, uh, when they had fucking uh, Perkson, Yankos, and Larson, it didn't didn't work then. Like, nothing – they're just an inferior team. It it just happens in sports. Rogue are a good team on their own, but they're just worse than them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's inches, it's inches because Inspired's a monster. He's actually like, really good. Inspired yeah, Inspired has shown up Great. as a monster can, on can, Rogue. I think it's the, the issue stylistically. They're they're bad. Oh yeah, what what do you got, Warren? I was gonna say, can we say that Armut is probably the most underrated player that to to join since? That's fair. He's That's fair. not. He he hasn't gotten praise, and considering he replaced Arome, he he now he his his first EU um, uh, playoff. Speed stage and, and on stage he performed well like i got a gap to the wonder gut. that's crazy you're right he, he, absolutely he gap wonder so like arm arm is showing why Rome is back in eu masters hey, he already <laughs> took he already took one eu top laner's job i mean could he take wonders next year when one retires hey no i thought g2 <laughs> only recruits from fanatic that's true yeah fanatic mad versus all right so since, since since we are predicting g2 versus mad warren's predicting the upset warren we're actually going to get a new eu champion after all these years you saying that yeah, we need a new guard. I think that um, it's on its way. Give it another year, I think- and I might be with you. But right now, we're out of your goddamn mind. Right? And if they win, listen. If you're on NA, if they win, I will give you RP twenty dollars <laughs> RP. If if they G two wins, if G two loses, I mean, if Mad loses, I'm gonna give. You want, I don't have throw that? you want to throw that down there? Yeah, like, 20, 20 buck RP. I'll bet it right now. Absolutely. I'll, be, I'll bet yeah. 20 bucks in RP. 20, 20, buck, R, 20 buck RP in about, finals. Beats Madline. Okay. You're not even going for a game score. You're literally just saying straight up Madline's win and you're betting RP. You're, you're a madman. Think it's about crazy. this. Think what about a profit. This. Before, before the meme game at the end of the season, right? I don't know if anybody remember. Mad beat them and they beat them bad. At two, 
Like, so you don't think that this is a draft diff at all? You think that this is just replicable? Yeah, like, I, I think I think mad mad losing. Like, think about how like when you lose, you learn so much more to to make you want to win better. And they have that sounds like an argument for G two, but yeah. Gone. But they couldn't no, do that last year, though. Like when they when Matt beat G two last year, people thought they were gonna win, and they didn't. They actually got clapped a lot the next time they faced. Well, no, Shadow was a least in one trick that we found Word. out, so, so <laughs> that, that that really didn't help. Because yeah. poor, poor poor humanoid was like hard carrying as best as he can, and yeah. Arome is acting like he's so as on a on a cane, <laughs> on a cane and, and on a walker. So like worst role playing <laughs> game I ever saw. <laughs> I just want to see Reckless on an ADC, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm predicting three zero yeah. for G two in both one, series. Three one G two. I think Ka- rogue and three one for you to win. If Kaiser pops off with Karzi, I just don't see it, man. They buy. Kaiser have been playing really well though. They've been playing great. They've been playing great. Like you can't even give it to like normally. If you told me twenty nineteen, sure. Now, no, I can't do that. I cannot put Karzi. I put them dead even between Reckless. Mickey has been running it, dude. He's been running. I actually, it think the reason why Mad Lines is doing so well is because of Kaiser. I think he's literally been the difference maker in everything. Kaiser's been a big difference maker. But yeah, Armin, guys, Armin's a more solid top laner. Humanoid's really coming into himself, and Kaiser. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Wonder said he. Kaiser's uh, just got. Wonder, he's got a brain big enough to fill the whole arena. Like Wonder said, he uh, uninstalled WoW after losing to Mad Lion. Yep, so it's yep, over. Yep. It's over now, guys. He's, uh, he's ready to go. He's gonna, like... gonna freaking hit Challenger and like. <laughs> he's gonna, no, he's gonna play Minecraft. That's all. <laughs> he's gonna hit Challenger in Korea with. All right, guys. Korea. Now we finally get to the moment. Fnatic is out of the LEC 2021 Springs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what it. happened? What happened? Oh, we should go for self. What happened is I was very wrong about Niski, and I have oh, to. Oh no, I think you miscalculated for self made. I think really? you got, yeah, you got the players wrong, dude. You got the no, 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 no. I just meant no, that no, no. Niski. I thought would enable it would enable self made to be the best version. I, I, of I don't. Think, I, I, don't I am. Think, go ahead. Go ahead. I just, I just don't think that they're they have that type of. I I don't think self made is just so pure carry that I don't think that I think Niski's way of doing that is never going to work with his play style. Nah, but how is self-made different than blabber in what ways is his play give me back, style give me back give me back, give me back give me back okay, okay. Thank you. i don't know why this happens i have no idea why this happens um with the camera thing just stylistically I, what oh no i i will exp- i i actually yeah. have a decent and i'm, I'm taking this from uh, from Thor. there you go i would put that self-made is this generation's forgiven Whoa, that's a big. Do you think that and he's that, intentionally sending it so that he ends up? Oh on no, I think I think I think self-made <laughs> is so um is so focused on his own uh, ability and so uh, unable to connect, especially with this top laner and this mid laner, that he's actually throwing away any chances he has of being the best, uh, like being the next great guard of junglers for EU. Um, cause if you were listening to an interview with Bwipo had with on the crackdown at the end of, I believe last season, uh, Bwipo had gone to management, um, saying no self-made is not good for fanatic and how this team ideally would want to play in a long-term basis. So that's a professional thing and self-made and Bwipo can still, you know, I guess work together, but then self-made also made his own sly comment early on in preseason that is like, well, we wanted a good mid laner and here we are, unfortunately. Oh yeah. He, oh, so, okay. That, uh, that's he, just he, a you joke. 
Well, well, you, can call it, you, you can call it a new joke. joke too. Remember, the reckless joke was there, too. He's like, well, reckless didn't carry shit. You guys don't know what you're talking about. You just say that. I have the clip I put up on the channel. He said reckless didn't carry shit the way people... That's why I like self Wait, I think that's just dry. Like, I learned, actually just think that's a cultural, maybe, uh, gap, because self-made is... Uh, um, well, yeah, no, like he has that same uh, sarcastic deadpan um, uh, takes that he he always does. Even I, I remember him like coaching their vlog guy, the video videographer oh. or whatever, and he was just like, "Yeah, so you do this, this, and this. Uh, you're obviously gonna make challenger. Like you're, Blue, you're you need to drop in a river. And, you need to drop in the uh, river. Saying nemesis better than self made. You need to stop that right there. <laughs> uh, oh. First off, different roles. Second off, no." Oh, uh, so, but anyways, yeah, I, yeah, I think that so, you're right about the the. I would over this, so I would, I would over the tweet really quick because after he made this, he said, "To be honest, I don't feel bad about losing today. It's pretty clear we were bad this split, and we barely made it to playoffs thanks to other teams. That's also true. It's not lying about that. I think first two games were kind of trolled draft wise, but game three we pulled out the fanatic special, and it ended up as always. See you in summer. Then he tweeted this a couple days afterwards, and he said, "Never mind. It feels fucking terrible." So. Woo. I I just no that's actually like that's a few hours that's like less than a few wait is it two days later it is two days later okay yes two days um, later I'm see what I love see what I love is that Dylan Falco even spotted that he had played Lee Sin before he came to the studio that day so like the Lee Sin pick wasn't the greatest surprise in the draft for oh is that why wait yeah. was that their pocket wait why why was the Lee Sin pick I didn't hear the that Lee Sin pick was just self made apparent like it, so Dylan Falco said on SI that he'd actually spotted that uh that self made it play a few games of Lee Sin before like earlier in the day before they'd even gotten to studio. And so like when it came into draft, he wasn't surprised. And if Wait, anyone knows that's crazy. Yeah. Why would he play, be playing on his main? That makes no sense. Well, if you care about hiding picks or anything like I mean, that, that much. Oh, yeah. But either way, as as I understand it, Lee Sin is, is a dog champ right now because the items don't let him clear, and you have to clear super fast these days to stay relevant right. throughout the He's game. He's very long strong in the top lane, by the way. Just yeah. So you know, he yeah, 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 yeah. That's, He's strong in the mid lane, believe it or not. Actually, yeah, BB, yeah, solo lane, yeah. Yeah, yeah, BB asked if he could play Lee Sin top, and Dylan was like, no. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, is this so, in the same episode? Yes, yeah, this, this is an SI today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I crashed through all that stuff. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I would almost, I really contend. <laughs> I can see BB doing. Oh, oh yeah, BB. Was, <laughs> BB. When BB pulls out the Darius. I was like, BB can play Kiana top. So, yeah. like, yeah, I, know, I can just imagine him bringing it up to the coach. You know, I, you know, I think, uh, uh Lisa looks good here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the thing I'm is good. that BB has been the most charismatic personality on the <laughs> for like. For the past yeah. like, two years, in any in any, he's reason, a chubster, dude. He's um, he has got well, such great dad charismatic energy or something. I like know. That. So, so, so for me and Fanatic's issues, there's there's a lot. We're, so me and Warren, we're actually doing a video on Fanatic specifically, but I'm not gonna re re reveal all the things. Not, nothing private, obviously. It's just well, like just my general takes, right? All right. So I think when it comes to Fanatic fans looking at how the team, because we had a talking point earlier before when the show first started, we were like, certain fans don't. Certain fans, when people talk about their team and criticize them, they get all offended, right? So even the fanatic group on Facebook that I'm a part of, no one can talk bad about their team because everyone's takes is like, well, they're pro players and they'll fix it. And so it's like, wait a minute, you're okay with losing to G2, getting actually fisted in the ass by them every single split. You're okay with just losing to Schalke. If, 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 and this is the thing with Fnatic too, and this has happened with TSM a long time ago too, like these legacy orgs, why don't, why are they so afraid to cut players to make, and like, I don't understand, like, what is going on here with somehow like Hill Saints are playing bad. We've also been playing because, bad because Piglet was a world champion and he can do it again. 
Also, oh, oh, good God. Oh, my God. You're going to make me tilt off the face of the earth. You're welcome. <laughs> then you have fucking Nis- like Niski's fine, right? But to be fair, let's be honest here. We know that Jack did not sell Niski the Fanatic for cheap. Nah. That fair assessment? No. Nah, so they spent a I hope, I swear to God, if they spent a good amount of their budget on Niski, someone who did that needs to go jump in a river. Please. Well, Fanatic doesn't spend money to begin with. I mean, no, but, if they, did, but Orin, if they did, but if they did. But if they did spend a good amount of money and you put it on Niski, like, like come on. I don't think they did that. Yeah, but I just, I just think the problem with uh, oh no, actually let me fin- let you finish your oh, point. I'm oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Self made. Um, I, in terms of gameplay wise, I thought he was fine most of the split. But the issue here is like personality clashes. I like what you brought up earlier. I remember that he said he couldn't work with self made. Do people actually think you can actually work? I don't know if people have jobs in this scene. People are just homeless bastards. When you have problems like that at work, you can't function. Some people just cannot function if they don't like someone at work. They just can't. They either have to leave or you just start giving up mentally. I think the team has a chemistry issue that they, none of these players can gel together. I don't think it works out for these guys. The only good player with two good players I put on my my, my pro team earlier on was just self-made and upset. People said Hillsane played good. What games are you watching? How blind are you? Right, you Charles have- could... Like, okay, MSK, I'm going to disabuse you of how much you rage on Hillisang because Hillisang, by nature and what you get out of this player is that he is always looking for ways to engage to try to pull the game back. So if you want someone to lie dead because they're down on a gold lead and never do anything and not throw away the game, you don't get Hillisang. If you want someone's going to look for engages to try to pull it on back, you get Hillisang. Is he going to look like a dirty enter in some games? You bet your sweet ass he's going to. Is he going to pull out some godlike hooks that pull them back from 10k losses? You bet your sweet ass he will. But so it's the same thing with Bwipo. But the same thing with Bwipo well, too. No, well, Bwipo is the issue. I think that Bwipo is, is I love where Thorne coined him as like the West and the Shy, but it's because they're both <laughs> as, they're both as delusional how right they are about, about playing the game. It's not even that like, you're not going to put the Shy versus Bwipo one-on-one and expect them to be matched. It's on mentality and how they look at the game and how they play the game is mm-hmm. where they could equal out because based on but the interviews... Was- the analogy why is he the shy in, in what way whippo is the western is the western the shy both in how he compares for the rest of the west you could say in talent but also in how he views the game and how you can't shake his confidence about how good he thinks he is because that's where like the shy is almost delusional about how he looks at it and how he believes the game should be played i'll give whippo his ego but i i i don't know if he and the unique picks that throw in as well okay so I it, think he personally he, speaking, find, I think he has gone too far on the unique picks. Um, I think that he has put desperate. his team in jeopardy at this point Here's, with how far he's going. So um, let's okay, let's look at let's look at Fnatic here, and I may just spoil a whole episode I wasn't even a part of here. So where's your where's your big uh sort of carry situation that could be like a cap situation or hyper aggressive, like a double if Balian's gonna go like upset? As far as I know, has not been an aggressive laner. He's a very reliable, like second second generation reckless. Um, he's just a better Kabe. Yeah, you could say he's a better Kabe. Um, mm-hmm. Niski, by definition, as we saw in Cloud Nine Spring, is a better Demonte. He's a he's a roaming mid laner. Clears wave, roams, helps out the jungler. Self made and Niski unable to find great synergy. He's is Dollar Tree great- Dormby. That's what I call him. The Dollar Tree Dormby. I'm about it. Yeah, because because well, that's a clever name. I honestly, like he's been, uh, personally speaking, he's honestly been fine on some of the control mages. He hasn't yeah, been carrying, but yeah. yeah, yeah, he's 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 serviceable, but yeah. he's not where you're going to look a win through him. He's going to put wins elsewhere, and yes. and then all you're left with is Bwipo is going to send and say, "Fuck it, I'm going to carry." And the biggest joke, I the biggest laugh. But that's how I they're have, playing. That, well, that's not it, how they're playing. It's, it's not. Like, they're playing too bot. 
right? Like, I mean, I'm just looking at pathing, jungle pathing wise. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to yeah. figure out what their game plan is, game to game. Yeah. And it seems like, like a majority of the games that I saw in the playoffs, and then two or three weeks before the playoffs started, and th- um, I think they were playing to bot. And I brought this up with Nightwing before. Mm-hmm. Why are they going week to week to week, constantly changing their play style throughout the entire regular season? They were not coming to a consensus on how to play the game. And I was like, literally, you look great the one time you were playing towards bot and Bwipo was playing weak side. My issue with Fnatic has been not that they're playing to bot. It's that how obvious they're making their bot plays and then how terribly uh, bad Bwipo is playing on the other side when he he's trying to like make it seem like the jungler's top side when it's very, very, very clear that the jungler's bot side. And then he'll end up inting so many uh, leads away, so many advantages away by doing that. And uh, sometimes I feel like he just plays himself in some of these matchups where he's like, oh, I, I can... Uh, the, the way he explains it in interviews is I need to be able to play this, this poker game uh, with my opponent where uh, he can't always think that you know, I'm going to back off every time my jungler's not there. Sometimes Uno, then. Yeah, he, he said this multiple times where he's like, sometimes when my jungler's not there, I'm going to go for the play and try to not put myself insanely far behind. I'm like, that's great, except I see when you're in that situation and you put yourself in that situation by playing too aggressively when your jungler was bot side and then you take a really bad trade and then your jungler has to come top side when your entire plan revolved around playing through bot side. Um, and I've seen this so many games, game after game, where it's like this guy just doesn't play to the game plan. He has his own game plan, and it sometimes it works out. Like obviously, uh, you know, if you're gonna go all in on every single hand, one of the hands it's gonna work out for you, and you're gonna win big. But it's happening so much that people are starting to catch on to it, and he's not gambling anymore. He's just inting. Uh, I don't and, want this guy anywhere near me in, what if, if we are in Vegas. Holy shit. This guy's going to make me fucking well, broke. That's an opinionated take for sure. And you you can well, find no, examples maybe to counter here's, it. But. No, here's the fun thing is that you're identifying of their patterns and what they want to play for. Dylan Falco talks about this in SI as well. Mm-hmm. Like this is he's he they the reason Shocky trounced them so hard is that they had a week of planning. They're and, so obvious. And gra- yeah, they yes. the just revealed it. It was such an obvious pattern of what they want to do with slow push two waves and look for the dive. And, and Gillis is like, already time to um, time to get bought and counter the whole damn game plan that oh, I can. Has. I, I mean, can literally pull it up on any game that they played, one hundred percent. And uh, the, the the issue though, it, sorry, uh, Warren, I'll uh, one last take and yeah, I'll let no, you. Yeah, okay. no, go ahead. The the issue is that it's not anything that the jungler or mid are doing that lets them know that the bot play is happening. It's what Bwipo is doing. And it, that's that's my biggest issue is that every single time they, they're trying to set up a bot play, Bwipo will intentionally play as if the jungler's coming top. Every single time. And I've said I've seen it happen at 2:30 every game. And Yankos took advantage of it. So many people have figured it out that oh. This guy's just bluffing every single time, and if you bluff every time, it's not a bluff anymore. You're just you're just trolling. <laughs> it's it's almost like this team has agreed to play League of Legends together, and that's as far as the agreements got. Yeah, it's so bad. It's <laughs> like, so bad. And I can tell why Selfmade would be frustrated at something like that. It's like, like literally, my entire plan is completely kaput. I can't farm efficiently if you're going to need me to cover your lane every other fucking minute. I, we're playing to bot. We're trying to get uh, upset ahead, and Niski's literally playing his lane so that it's in a state that he can gank bot with the jungler. And 
all this is just thrown out the window whenever Whippo is in a bad lane state up top, which he creates for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I think I think the issue is Whippo. I think that he's gone too far with his uh, counter picking. Uh, Even upset, he style. talked about their play style. I, I think in one of those PGIs they have after like the games are done, he they I think they asked him like, "How do you guys play the game?" Or like, "Why do you guys play like this?" He didn't even know himself. I was like, "What?" Um, I'm, I think I, my take, and it's going to be a, a weird one. I don't think Yamato was the right coach for Fnatic. He's playing like he's on Vitality. Still. I keep forgetting that Yamato's the coach yeah. of that team. Um, y- y- Yamato had this uh, aggressive play style when he played with Fnatic, and he still thinks it's 2018. But you need to change with how the chance work and how the meta works and uh, how your jungler pass. You know, pick, you're picking. I don't think he's a bad coach, but I don't think he's the coat, the right coach for Fnatic. If you get where I'm coming, hmm. that's that's where I really think the issue is. I think, I think, if anything, I've seen from both regions in regard to LEC and L- L- LCS, your coaches are really important because you need a draft, you need a plan of where you're going to be attacking from, and you need to know how to adapt. And I feel like he just said, you know what, we're going to just aggressive, 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 and they never knew how to do anything else. Hmm. You know, you know what I mean, and that's how I look at it. Like I understand that Bwipo does his Bwipo things, and Selfmade is basically that guy that's like, you know, fuck it, I'm I'm gonna yolo Leroy Jenkins whenever you feel like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of. And Niski is, you know, the the cog that that fits the machine, and you know, Hillisang is Captain Int when he wants to, but he can pull off Captain, you know, Captain Marvel. Pog plays, yeah, yeah, Pogchamp plays, and Upset's reliable. I'm not gonna say Upset played, but I think Upset was fine. This yeah, game. I think he's their best player by default. Best player by far. <laughs> but right, so I think it's a. I think personally, when you get a coach like Yamato, like Myth, like I don't think I think Mithy was fine considering what they had last year, and he, and I think if he's still there, he probably would have been fine. It's just you, you, you like think about how many think about how many coaches Fanatics had. They've had Young Buck, Mithy, and Yamato. That's yeah. a lot of that's that's you know how many they times had Dylan you, Falco they had Dylan Falco back yeah, Dylan, yeah. They yeah they, they, they've literally been through four coaches now yeah over the last few years what, by the what, way you you do have to yeah, that that is a great point when I looked at that fanatic thing I was like holy shit draft if my god they read them like a book like their bot lane picks were so good this game man even like, the pathing in game two when they picked the least in one of the pathings remember how one of the who's who's on volleyball uh was Gillis on volleyball he knew exactly when selfie was gonna go by he was there to counter everything it, yep. it literally if they're playing that bad fanatic might they drafted a better skirmish bot side. Which I did not expect them to do because I figured that they would draft to play towards top side, but they they just read them like a book and just yeah. beat them. So at their what own do you game. do? So like so like we know they're out now. So what do you do? Change the I coach. Change the coach. No. But that doesn't change the play style no. of the team though. They still have their idea of how to play the game regardless oh, of the coach. I, I, either you change the coach or you mm-hmm. or, no. or what, what do you do? Like you, top you side. I I think you could go with you could you could. Um, you, you bench Bupo? Like, that's the fu- that'd be hilarious. I, I think uh, you do. There's there's funnier things that have happened someday, guys. One thing for no, so guys, I figured it out. One last you thing get Armut. You get Armut, right? No, no. To replace Bupo so that Armut can go to G two the next year. That's All right. True. One last thing. This is my final point. Why am I here? One final point is that. 
I, I like using sports in certain scenarios. And look how the Cleveland Browns had a quality coach and they had two different coaches and they made the playoffs and look like a different team from being a shit team. Like, I think you I'm going to lose my mind. Wait. Think, oh, no. No, no. Wow. I'm not saying they were a great team. I'm talking about having a quality coach. Like, there's like. I, I wouldn't have been I would have been okay if they brought back Young Buck. They're the most stacked I, defense ever, dude, and their entire division just imploded. No, what? this terrible example. What are these footballs that you talk no, about, guys? No, but, but Kevin, they literally the, lost Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just staying on a coach level. I'm not talking about the That's division. Fair. We know. We know. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, so not Fanax is going to go get Bill Belichick from the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There you go. That's, that's where you get him. But no, but the problem with changing the coach is like these players are still going to play the game exactly how they want to yeah, play it. Yeah. That doesn't I, change anything, though. Do you I, think they I, respect your motto? That's, what, that's, a, that's a better question. Do you think that, they actually care? This is where I, I think your point and rationale has credence, but I believe because of the variance and the amount of disagreement that this team has across the spectrum um, well, from all five players, um, I think that's where this team ends up just being a tragedy because I would expect Hillisang and Bwipo to be on the same page. Those guys are just dive buddies. They just are. They they have the same play style, the same mind. <laughs> they play together um, and stuff like that. I Upset's just there for the ride. And I think even Niski's there for the ride in a way. And Selfmade's just his own, like, just L9 on his own. <laughs> Doesn't even... Because here's the funny thing is that, like, uh, I think LS brought this up in face check as well, where it's like, why is there such a limitation on what self-made's playing? And, and, and there's a broader conversation with that when Graves is still being played over in the East. Like he could still be playing Graves and some of these other carry younger team to play Graves. Yeah. Cause there's a whole play style that goes around it. So it's like yeah. this option, which appears viable in, uh, and at least in a global perspective, isn't even being entertained by this team. Because they had, yeah, yeah, uh, you make an excellent point. It's because they refuse to play um, to their jungler and play a weak side top. Like a true weak side top is what they need to play. Yeah. And, and we know Whipple most likely will never do that. Well, he yeah. did. That's the he, thing. Like when Reckless was on the team, he was literally okay with playing Sai on top every game. Maybe because it, but playing Sai on top every game. That might be, might be different because maybe he respects Reckless to the point where he would be willing to do it. Does he respect Selfie willing enough to play a weak side top laner? Well, I, I think, when you're I the think, issue of the team. I, I, I think him and Selfmade are just very different in how they want to play the game, and it just yeah. leads. It's to just the, not going to work. Man. And who do you keep, Selfie or I think it's a I, very clear choice. Who do you? Keep? I, I think you flip a coin and hope for the best. <laughs> like, oh God! Because here's, so like, here's would, what you do. I would you almost, sit. I would almost, I would almost prefer to flip self-made and give Whippo the opportunity to. I would give that team the opportunity to bring up a jungler. Um, because you and, know self is going to. I just think I just think self is just too so selfish. G2. Yes. So because <laughs> we already know that self is going to G two, we keep Whippo and continue I our in will, style. I will and what we do. I will also kick you in the nose. I don't care if you have glasses. I have a spicy take. Now, I think so. Oh, I have one. Tyler one eighty C. Yes. No. 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 no completely no, round out the cop. Warren. Warren. Throw it, and then uh, we need to get going. Uh, yeah, I was gonna I say. I, I, I was just gonna say Razork for self made. 
Oh, not bad. Here's my hot take. Whippo goes mid lane next season. All right, guys. This is a great show we had this week. It was a great time seeing you guys. I will see you back here next week. Yeah, I already told everyone how these are going to be. Uh, no more C9 fan cast. Like I said, we're, we're do everything in one show now. We had a pretty good you know, time tonight. Fun. We, we had a fantastic fun. session. Great show. Yeah. Can't wait to do one next week when Cloud9 and G2 win the, win the spring splits, baby. Let's I go. I can't wait for you to be disappointed and be I like, I can't hey, wait for uh, Warren to pay me 20 bucks an RP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Warren. TSM. Let's go. TSM. Well, they suck. Oh, that's they're, they're trash. All right. See you guys later. Like, comment, subscribe. Most of all, enjoy. I am. If you're watching this right now, I don't know. Then probably, I don't know. Watch porn or some shit. I don't care what you're doing. See you guys later. Peace. Have, have a good day. All right.